Hey everyone, you're listening to Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb. On this episode, Impact Wrestling, WWE, NXT, and All Elite Wrestling Dynamite Review from February 23rd and 24th, 2021. Hello everybody and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes. I am Caleb. And I'm Blake. We have an awesome show for you today. We'll be covering the news over the last few days as well as Tuesday's Impact. Impact. There you go. Get the tea in there. Yeah. Wednesday night's NXT and Dynamite as well as the uh, Twitter polls and our favorite and least favorite bits from the shows. Yes, and before we get into that, as always, if you're new to us or if you've been watching for a while, remember you can find all of our links through our link tree that includes our social medias, all the podcasting platforms we're available on, and ways to support us such as our Redbubble and our tipping page. Uh, But with all that being said, we'll hop right into stuff. I know you were saying to me just before we went live, you had quite a few notes um yeah i don't i don't have a a whole lot uh but i think the first note which is a very evident thing that we should talk about um anybody (laughs) who might have joined last night i did a watch along for aw dynamite um we we, (laughs) yeah we uh paul white uh now formerly known as the big show uh in wwe or the giant in wcw if you even want to go back that far has officially signed a what is quoted to be a long-term deal with all elite wrestling 22 year wwe veteran yep like that is nuts to say the doors are wide open for contracts is a little bit of an understatement like an under like that that's crazy to think that saying that is an understatement like like you we joking next Cena's gonna sign for AEW and that is a very realistic thing that could happen we could honestly see um <clears throat> Mark Calloway even well the thing is is like Brock Lesnar I know they they were looking into like whether you like the the idea or not they were looking into Brock Lesnar and that's a big name if they were to get him on the shows and actually have him wrestle like yeah. still he he'll probably still be on the same kind of general schedule for WWE that he was but they're not going to put the world title on him and and if they do he's he you know Tony Khan's going to be like I'm paying you you're here every week yeah, if you are my world champion, you are on the show every week, if not every other week. Yeah, and so, but, like, the thing is, I know a lot of people were like, Ugh, but I'm like, it's business. And as a business decision, like, sure, I mean, to me, it'd be like, okay, but on a business level, it's smart. Yeah. That is a that is a household name. Like, you guys are building your own stars in that, but there's no reason that you can't bring in some of these guys with names already well it's like Shaq like we don't like the fact that Shaq is coming in but it's business but it's business and they are doing it on a dynamite instead of a pay-per-view and you know which I'm still surprised about to this day yeah but Um, but, uh, AEW is consistent with doing special dynamites and this is what one of those is basically yeah, well, it does so, have a, a an official name now. 
Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so it was, that was some crazy news. I know you sent, you actually sent that to me and I hadn't seen it and I had to hop on Twitter right away to like verify. Cause it's not that I didn't believe it, but like, there's something in the back of your mind. Like, it, like, is he sure? Like, is this like, like, well, I had saw it on Instagram from AEW's Instagram themselves. And that was the only post I had seen about it. And I immediately just screenshot it, sent it to you, and I I had only known it was real because it came from AEW themselves. Yeah. It wasn't on a dirt sheet. It wasn't anything. It was 100% real, and, and I was freaking out because Big Show is one of my absolute favorites. Well, we always talk about being fans of big guys due to the fact that we are, you know, bigger guys in a sense, and... Yeah. uh he he is one of like you you can talk about some of the great big men in history and then you you narrow it down to some of the best big men in history and you've got the likes of vader in there you got the likes of the big show the giant whatever he's gonna you know whatever he went by andre the giant like the thing is you've got those guys and so i mean the, the one that has been consistent at least for us through our childhood, because I mean, Vader was before Andre was before for us, you know, I yeah. still watched them. I'm still fans of them. We, we still know. And we are, we adore them. Yeah. Uh, but the one for us was the big show. Well, my fate, one of my favorite <clears throat> moments is his return and, um, Floyd Mayweather breaking his nose because he had, um, started beating up Rey Mysterio. Like, did you know that spot actually? Because I have Ray on the stretcher and he picks him up and swings him like a baseball bat. Do you know Ray got actually legitimately really fucked up from that? Oh, I bet. And, but everybody's focusing on Big Show's nose. Like, but Ray's dead. Yeah. Well, the like... thing is, they had strapped his hands down. So when so when Big Show swung it, Big Show didn't set him down. If you ever watch that clip back, he swung it and dropped it, and Ray fell right on his head. Like, uh, there was actually an interview about it, uh, back only a few weeks ago from Ray being like, yeah, that fucking sucked. I'm like, yeah, it would. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Literally being this little dude dropped by a seven foot monster on your head with not being able to protect yourself. Fun. Yeah. Um, but along with the Paul White news, uh, he does have, uh, his contract is for him to wrestle, which is awesome. But another thing along with it for his contract, it was the major announcement along with it. Uh, AEW has confirmed a new show. It will begin airing, I think it was March 15th. I saw the date. So. Um, on their YouTube, Mondays at 7, AEW Dark Elevation. So yeah. from the sounds of it, they're pulling dark back to what it was which is the Dynamite Stars, or, like, the main roster stars, I, I should say. Um, you know, the ones they can't fit on Dynamite, fitting back on Dark, and then this Dark Elevation is going to be what Dark has been. Like, your likes of Nemeth and... Um, not Varsity Blondes so much anymore, but... But what they would have been. Yeah. Yeah, what they yeah. would have been. The unsigned uh, guys, the guys that maybe have just gotten signed, but yet, like, they need to establish them. Stuff like that. 
Yeah, like, um, when Cutler was running his stuff on Dark, it probably would have simultaneously ran on Elevation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there Because, like, they did say there is going to be dark, direct connection to Dynamite and uh, Dark because wins in AEW are wins in AEW. Yeah, so, it like, it's all going to matter, which is really nice. Uh, so that now means... Uh, Monday YouTube show, a Tuesday YouTube show, Wednesday on TNT, at least in the States, TSN in Canada, Fight TV internationally, all that good shit. Um, but there was a question posed to Tony Khan, is this the other show? And Tony Khan said no. The second TNT show is still coming this year. So that's going to be, that. that's nuts. They, they've been around, it will be, it was what, two two years this this new year's right yep yeah it would have been since the official announcement yeah and so like i'm and i mean only like i mean the big thing that really got them on their feet was dynamite so we're only a year not even a year and a half a year and like two months into dynamite and they're going to be getting a another show on tnt that's going to be their fourth show like that's huge yeah and i mean if you want to honestly classify it, because it is a regular 20-minute show, honestly, BTE, and it it doesn't necessarily quantify to, say, story, but it is something that AEW and, and the Bucks and everything are firmly behind and are still pushing as a, a pretty decent thing. St- so Some stuff on BTE does regulate back into stories, though. There are direct it, things it that happen that... It all runs back around. It just depends on certain things. Like the the BTE championship, for instance, isn't a championship inside AEW. We'll likely never see it. Um, Oh, exactly. If we do see it, that'll be like a dark gimmick. Exactly. It will never be on Dynamite, but... Exactly. So it's not like BTE isn't entirely canon. It's just there's some things where BTE will just be BTE. Well, they're allowed to have fun with it, but the thing is, it's another platform there to grow stories. I mean, the thing is, the Hangman Dark Order story, if I'm being honest, if you're only watching on Dynamite, you are lost as fuck. Uh, Not necessarily lost, but just a little confused to the point, like, well, Dark Order got turned down already, why why are they helping him now? Well, even some of the initial stuff of him coming around in that well one of the big things is uh which we'll get into when we talk about dynamite here but matt hardy targeting five you know to somebody watching dynamite you're like well all right he targeted five like i mean why was it five if you watch bte you're like oh i completely understand why it was five that he went after so like that's the thing like you don't have to watch it but the thing is if you do it complements so many storylines for you yeah like there's just these little bits of background to some stories that are neat because some of the stories aren't ones that can be told on tv or dark or i guess even elevation um, they are ones that are kind of comedy gimmicks where WWE likes to th- kind of shove those down your throat on their TV programming. AEW has been very different. They want to be a competitor. They yeah. don't want to sh- be comedy. Obviously, they do comedy. Oh, you you have to have comedy in pro wrestling still. Um, 
as long as it's not your major product. Yeah. Well, um, a quick point I'd like to make after the announcement of Paul White signing, Cody made a uh, Instagram post and was talking about it, and he made a very good point uh, in it about uh, like why Paul is such a big signing beyond every like everything else the fact that he's going to be so helpful to the locker room and he talks about when he was doing um a program with big show in wwe and they were given comedy bits and yeah. he had went up to show in the locker room and he was like i'm fucking tired of these comedy bits like i got want to go out there i want to be a wrestler like i want to show what i'm capable of and he's like, Big Show fucking put his hand on, like, my shoulder or my knee or whatever and told me to get over then. Yeah. And it was like, holy fuck. Like, and you can just... imagine this giant laying his hand on you just going, get over then. Like, like... like, the thing is, to know that he's been in the business that long, he's got the mind for the business, and he was calm enough to know what his position was. Like, I'm with this guy who's not quite over yet. This is the spot we're being given. And literally, his response to Cody is, you don't want to do these comedy segments anymore. You want to be a wrestler. Get over. Yeah. Like, the like that doesn't seem like a lot to maybe somebody who's just, like, a casual fan. But, but to some, like, people like us, though, those two words, it, it shows... Make or break a person. Yeah, it shows the kind of leader that Paul White is, um, which is really awesome. But well, yeah. he could have looked at Cody and just kind of laughed and walked away, but he chose to say those and then probably left. Yeah, like, and that's all that needed to be said was was get over, because and once you're over, from, <laughs> yeah, that's coming from this former world champion in this business who is clearly working with you right now, and you're telling him. That you don't want to do it, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm sure the former world champion, you know, the guy that's seven foot, you know, four hundred pounds or whatever he is at at that point, you know, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't want to be in the mid card comedy spot either. But but he's there. He's there. He's doing his job. He's gotten over, which is why he's a multi time world champion. You don't stay yeah. in that spotlight forever, all the time. You kind of no. pull out at times, you go back in, shit like that. But get yourself over, and you'll get out of it. Which, yeah, I mean, Co I, Cody's taken that. and <laughs> Exactly. I, I hate to be the guy that says it, but nobody's John Cena. N not even Hulk Hogan was John Cena. <laughs> like, John Cena took the company, carried it on his back for years yeah i don't think i and and i'll argue it to the like the day i die until somebody else comes along and proves me wrong but hulk hogan was great for that time he was yep. a great platform for them to launch off of to build this worldwide audience you know getting into the mainstream media hogan was great Can you for say that hogan to anybody they know who it is yeah um, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the next guy I can say. Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. was great, but Stone Cold Steve Austin, where Hulk Hogan was good for the product because they were able to do the relations outside of it. Stone Cold was good for the product because he was just that good. Um, and then like the thing is people put the rock there and I'm not trying to discredit the rock, but the rock, I don't think myself 
was ever in a Hogan Steve Austin position. He was a big he was star. The face. He was the face for a, a tiny while, but... but it was like a tiny while. <laughs> like, like, like he wasn't the face for a long time. No, they never pushed him as the guy. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was the guy. Like we looked at him and it was like Rock Austin. Like these are two big guys, but it was mainly Austin that was yeah. the the focal point. Now we obviously get Dwayne Johnson, so people are obviously interested in that. But The Rock built his name kind of by himself. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, but yeah, so like the thing is, is like you can kind of put him there, but he he was never fully in the the Hogan Austin position. And then I don't think myself, and this isn't, you know, a knock on anybody, but I don't think myself that there was anybody between Austin and Cena. Like, there was a large gap where there was not, you know, the person. There was faces. It's similar to now. It's similar to right now. Yeah, because I honestly, like, I know that they're trying to put people like Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre in that position, but they're not yet. No, exactly. And the thing is, is Cena wasn't that position for a very long time. He wasn't. No. So, like, the thing is, like, but what he did for 10 years, you know, let's say. Yeah. He he strapped the the company to his back and he did everything so he did the hogan stuff he did the austin stuff and then he did his own stuff and it elevated the company as a whole he wasn't the first person to do movies but he was the first person to really do a movie that sparked a series yep and i get it he wasn't in the movies that subsequented it but he didn't need to be nope because his one, The Marine, one of my favorite movies to date, and people can argue with me about that, probably because I just really like Cena. I really, really love that movie. And I think he had a great performance in it. I think it's one of the reasons he's gotten some of the roles he's gotten in action movies. Yeah, that's fair. Well, um, I I enjoyed The Marine. And, and the thing is, as you got to remember, they, they that series of movies was built off of his back in that sense it was like um, they don't reference i don't think ever seen his character in the subsequent movies but it we know this movie exists because john cena started it yeah um another <laughs> series which is the one that i actually like i've seen the first two i never saw the third one I know um 12 rounds uh, 12 rounds, the first one was Cena. I really enjoyed the concept of it. It was really good. Yeah. The second one with Orton, Randy Orton, was surprisingly good. And then I know they released the third one 2015-ish with uh, then Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley. I never watched the third one. I did. Was it any good? I don't see him as an actor. That's the weird part. So, okay. Uh, it kind of loses the 12 rounds thing. So, like, it, it's the there. It's there, but it's it's really not. Like, it's just kind of more the name than anything. Like, okay. they could have named it something else. Like, 
whatever um, Moxley's character was called, they could have just named it that, and it would have been fine. Yeah, um, but like, if you want to watch a good Moxley movie, go watch Cage Fighter. It's really good. I haven't seen it yet. I want to watch it so bad. I'll send it to you. I have it. I'll, I'll send it. Okay. To you. Uh, because I was gonna watch the fight premiere, but it was like. 40 some odd bucks and i'm like i'm not paying 40 bucks to watch a movie i'm like i'll just wait for it to come out somewhere <laughs> and watch it um yeah but uh no, i have it i will make sure i get that to you but yeah we'll we'll move on here in news but yeah paul white big signing and he will be i i guess where we should have been going with this the aw dark elevation he will be on commentary with tony shivani they will be the main commentators for the show which is huge which is kind of funny because elevation being the indie guys and whatnot you've got paul white and tony shivani then you look at aw dark which has like the main roster guys if you want to call it and you got not to discredit either of these guys, but you got Taz and Excalibur. Like, they are both fantastic on the mic, but the shit they do, if you've ever listened to them on Dark, it's like, why the fuck are these guys on commentary? I could see um, Paul, if he does a really good job on Elevation, them likely replacing Taz with him. Like, not to discredit Taz, I said it on uh, my watch along last night, Taz on commentary on Dark versus even him on commentary for Dynamite, it's night and day. Like, like Taz is really good, just for some reason on Dark, him and Excalibur, you know. They shit, like, they're not shitting on everybody, but they're almost like two drunk buddies talking, hanging out. Yeah, like, 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 do they have, like, an hour between Dynamite and Dark? Do do Excalibur and Taz go and hit the bottles a bit, and then they're like, we're ready for Dark! That must be what happens, because, and, and Tony's like, alright, we're done, we're done Dynamite, uh, Excalibur, go find, go find Taz, go to the bar, go, go, go. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know, like, I haven't watched a full Dark in a long time, so maybe I'm missing something here, but, I mean, the shit I see, it's always just them, like... Uh, not caring basically about what's going on in the ring and just getting themselves almost over basically they're trying to get themselves over a lot like there are there like i'm not saying that's the whole show they they do they do talk the the matches and shit but in the long run if you compare it to something like a dynamite where it's about the action dark they it's like a I'd say it's a fair 50-50. Some episodes, it's a little more of them getting themselves over. But it's a close 50-50. For sure. But, I mean, it's still weird to have a 50-50 on the commentary team. (laughs) But, like I said, not to discredit either of them. Because, I mean, Excalibur is fantastic. I mean, he held his own on the fucking... uh, At least, I haven't watched the second episode. But the first episode of the uh, Women's Eliminator for the Japanese side. He held his own on commentary and did a great job. He he did a really good job in the first episode I watched, considering he's entirely alone. He yeah. really made me care about the wrestlers that were involved, telling us stories about how... Um, he's got fucking knowledge, man. Oh, I can't even remember. The one that dresses like um, Freddie Mercury. Uh, Emi Sakura. Yeah, she trains like 90% yep. of the people in the tournament. Yep. Like, yeah, if if you see 
like a lot of the current day Joshi wrestlers, the female Joshi Japanese wrestlers, like nine out of ten of them, like if you line ten up, nine of them were trained by Emi Sakura. <laughs> like, yeah, like she is oh and the one thing i really enjoyed she finally changed what type of freddy gear she was wearing i was getting a little annoyed with the constant um the classic queen with the yellow and the suspenders and wearing the fake mustache and stuff oh, she came okay. out in a much a much nicer one I, I it's nothing really but to me i was just a little annoyed that she just kept coming out in the same gear every time yeah like people don't have to have 40 different gears and i mean the thing is wrestling gear is fucking expensive trust it, me it is trust me but it's nice to it. change it up every once in a while yeah like even if you have two gears that you like you wear one for two weeks swap over to the other one for two weeks like i mean even look at moxley like, yeah. Moxley is always at least swapping something out. Because he's not got this crazy out there wrestling gear. No. But it's always but something a little different. Ones at one point, and, then, and now he's wearing these, like, ones that say his name on them. Yeah, like, like, black. Like, Although, his new ones I'm not a huge fan of. They kind of look like sweatpants. <laughs> I was going to say, they almost look like sweatpants. But Which, I mean, they're if he... probably not going to be long for it, either. Like, maybe yeah. it's just so for d- during the death match, he has a little extra padding. Go yeah. for it. But like Eddie like, Kingston, it's the same gear every time, but it's just yeah. the, the the color changes out on it. Yeah, and that was I think my big thing is she just kept it was the same color every time. It was, was the same like, gear, yeah. Yeah, so I was just like, I think if you just changed it up, I care a little more about <laughs> you. But and I'm not saying I didn't care about her because like one of my favorite wrestlers in NXT, Casey, goes from one gear to another gear just depending on the week. Yeah, like it's not yeah. like it takes a big thing, but it's just it's something that I like. But anyways, we should probably move on here. Uh, yeah. What do you got for some news here? Um, Billy Corgan of NWA announced yeah. the passing of the question mark Joseph yeah. Hudson. Yeah, um, there was another name there uh, that he he went by as well, but I'm not sure the proper pronunciation of it. And I, I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> so I figured the question mark was the easiest one. If people wanted to look it up, they yeah. they could go do that. It's um, really not hard to find right now that the passing was like announced as of last night, I want to say. Yeah. So... Um, I, the one wrestler I saw comment on it was former Damian Sandow. Same. Um, he was, he, I think in NWA, they seem to have a sensei sort of, um, student kind of, uh, gimmick going there for a while. Okay. I don't know if it's still running. Ju- just judging by the picture <coughs> and, um, what Aaron referred to question yeah. mark as, um, yeah. uh, it seemed like he had a heavy influence on his after WWE days. Um, and very unfortunate and our condolences go out to, uh, Hudson's family and friends and anyone in, uh, affected by um, his lo- his passing. Yeah, condolences and wishing everybody the best uh, going forward. It it's never easy. So, but uh, oh, absolutely. Um, another one for AEW here. Uh, and it, it's kind of a a, a two parter. Uh, the one part kind of made me laugh. Um, to bring some some humor around here a little bit, um, the ladder match at Revolution. It's the face of the Revolution ladder match, but AEW on TNT, their Twitter account posted 
the graphic for last night's Dynamite, prior to Dynamite, and on their graphic, and I went back, and it's on a few of their things, AW on TNT is referring to it as the Fear the Revolution ladder match. They're messing up, I think. Well, I saw it, and I had messaged you when you were at work, and I'm like, uh, I think they've changed the name of it, and then on Dynamite, they were like, the face of the Revolution ladder match, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? I think they're messing up with Tully's Fear the Revelation. Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. Uh, and, and wow, that's kind of... Yeah. getting in trouble. Pretty well. Um, would, if it was WWE, I'd say fired, but I think Khan will be a little lenient and just kind of like, hey... Shit can happens! You not, can you not fuck up again? Yeah, exactly. Um, and the other part here is obviously we'll discuss the winner of Archer and Phoenix uh, from Dynamite who are qual- who's qualifying. Uh, next week we have Dark Orders uh, 10 um, against, I think it was Max Caster of the Acclaimed. Um, yeah. And so we've still one got one. usually does the rapping. Yeah. So we've still got one more spot to fill. And uh, Tony Khan, I guess, had done some kind of a media call or or an interview or something and has basically said people will have to wait for Revolution to see who this final participant is. (laughs) Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, are we really going to get Paul White in a fucking ladder match? But well, I mean, we've seen the ladders that can hold them. They're massive. Is is that his own custom ladder, though? Or did WWE commission it? Because if it's his own, sure. But the thing is, that thing, I don't know if you ever saw it, it. It had been discussed the price to build that fucking ladder for the big show. From, what was that, TLC 20 fucking... Wasn't it in Money in the Bank as well? Because didn't... Yes. Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, so the ladder was in Money in the Bank. I was thinking the big steel chair, if you remember that. From, I think that was TLC between, like, him and Mark Henry or some shit. Him and Daniel Bryan for the world title. You remember that big steel chair? That was fucking nuts. Yeah. Um... But that thing cost a ton to I, make. I loved the ladder because only him and Cena could move it. It's fucking like, huge, man. It was literally just everybody else tried to move it and they couldn't budge it. Cena would come up, he would like, and move it. Like, like that ladder, once it was set up in the ring, it was staying in the ring. Oh, it weighed like what Big Show weighed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you push that shit over on the ropes, and the rope snaps. <laughs> I, I think it hit the rope, and I was like... Did it? Was <laughs> it ever pushed over? I can't recall it being pushed over. I don't know, but that's the one that Cena won on, I'm pretty sure. Is it? I'm pretty sure Cena wins his money in the bank on that one. Okay. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> but yeah, so so the main point of that is it's a mystery, so possibly a new signing, uh... Uh, or even not necessarily, because I mean, uh, like the battle royale at I want to say that was all out. Um, Matt Seidel wasn't signed at that point, and he was the big surprise Joker entry and yeah, stuff like um, that. So I mean, it's hard to say. It, it's hard to say. Maybe it'll be one of the young up and comers. Sure. Yep. 
because I could see that being a thing. Like Nemeth has been doing fairly well from what I've seen on Dark, or like just by seeing the results on Dark. My my only thing is <clears throat> at that point, not to be an ass here, no, but you just sure. had Archer and Phoenix, you know, two guys yes. who have been fantastic. They had to qualify. Uh so so if we're gonna give you know, I mean, we have the other quali- qualifying match, which works, which works, because you're talking two up-and-comers. Um, so I don't see where we get off throwing. Like, I'm not saying yeah, that's not to. I'm not trying to be an ass here. But no. I'm like, I-, I can't see where they can get away with that. Um, well, I, they very loosely got away with what they did here. Like, exactly. I think it's very lazy, and they didn't think we would care, and it was like, oh, well, you guys care? Okay, here's our answer. Pretty well. Um, Hey, hey, man, at least they gave an answer. Like, um, Sometimes we don't get an answer, like why the briefcase was lifted from Stone Cold. (laughs) So, so any, any guesses as to who it could be? Anybody off the indies? Um, anybody possibly, I mean, obviously we don't know contract situations, but maybe somebody we haven't seen on WWE TV for a while. Like the thing is, there was no news about my the big shit show. Brain, my shit brain is just going, The Undertaker, CM Punk. <laughs> You've got a point possibly with CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if if that would be where they they tout him to come back, like in a ladder match, you know, mystery mystery guy. But I honestly myself, I mean, if he is done, good for him. I don't see CM Punk being done with the wrestling. I, I don't either. I, I there's there is a dollar figure that will get him back in the ring. Yeah, like and 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 if anybody is going to meet that dollar figure, like oh, and, it's and, big and money, him, Tony. And him be okay with it. The thing is, is he's made the comment about of about the the figure that it would have to be, and you know if it came from Vince, I think he'd still go. But do I really want to? If it came from Tony, it'd be a okay. I'm considering this more. Like I I'm not saying Tony Khan would be like, here's the money, and Punk would be like, I'm doing it. But no, I think it would he's more be a willing. Long process. I think he's more willing. I mean, the thing is, Absolutely. is all he has to do is look and, and be like, match against Kenny Omega. Like, match against somebody like... Like, I mean, he had done stuff against Cody, but Cody's grown so much since that time. So, against Cody. Well, against just, guys like you just You just gave him the in who's in the ladder match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point there. So he doesn't even go to win. He doesn't even care about winning the ladder match. He just cares about screwing over Cody. So, so are we? Are we going to make a bold prediction and say CM Punk is the mystery? Not CM Punk, Phil Brooks. Why wouldn't he use CM Punk? Just because I know he can use it, but I feel like just to shit on people, he he'd come out as Phil Brooks. No, he's fucking using CM Punk. He fucking used CM Punk in the UFC. He's fucking using CM Punk. I know. In AEW. But that's- that's why I think he would just be like, nah. <laughs> yeah, signs Did the contract. Did he come out to call the personality, though? Yep. Does he, he has the rights yep. to that? Yeah, because he came out to it in uh, UFC as well. Yeah, but I just I thought that was Dana White being my my schlong is bigger than yours, Vince. 
yeah, okay, and then Tony <laughs> Khan's gonna go, step aside, boys. Thunk! It's like a forearm strapped to his freaking <laughs> pelvis. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god. Uh, moving on from that I, I love that that's how we can, we can describe things like that. Uh, uh what else do you got for news? Uh, happy birthday to the nature boy, Ric Flair, today. Woo! He turns 72. Yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's there been a, a bit of stuff uh, about the Nate uh, out and about. He had some comments made about his former uh, Four Horsemen partners and that. I was them, sad to hear some of that stuff. None, none of them contacted him when, when he was in the hospital or, or around Reed's passing, stuff like that. Um, and I saw another thing just this morning that, uh, apparently he had given one of his Hall of Fame rings. He had put it on Reed, uh, his son, when, uh, he was buried. Um, and Hunter gave him, uh, a new Hall of Fame ring with Reed's name on it. Which, which I think is something really cool to note. Um, I think because Hunter wanted to make sure Rick always had two rings. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, not to sound like a dick, but because we've seen Rick on red carpets with two uh, Hall of Fame rings, it would just kind of be a bit odd to see him without them. Yeah. And that way, there's also a bit of significance to one of them now as well. Yeah, so. like not saying like the rings didn't mean anything beforehand, but I think that ring he probably holds on to more than either that, of yeah. the other ones. Exactly. I guess he has three now, doesn't he? Does he? Does he have three? Somebody has three, don't they? No. No? No. He will uh, once they turn around and induct... uh, Legacy. Evolution. Uh, Yeah, Evolution. Legacy Legacy was Orton's group. I mean, the thing is, Orton was in Evolution. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. Legacy will likely also, honestly, at one point... I don't know. Maybe. Okay, but we've got freaking hacksaw and like hillbilly jim what is the qualifications that don't give legacy that they okay those guys did a ton of shit back in the day no for yeah but but it's what 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 takes away the qualifications from legacy cody rhodes okay what (laughs) cody's doing right now maybe But, I'm, I'm just being honest. What takes but, away the qualification from them is Cody Rhodes. But what they did inside of WWE, I think, would be enough to give them that at one point. Once you once you get through all the other teams that actually, yes, no, I'm not saying an a headliner. I'm not saying like a headliner, but eventually would be put in. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing they're waiting uh, for pulling the trigger on Evolution is Orton. Because Orton is still heavily active. He's heavily active. Like the thing is, they gave it to Hunter, and Hunter is basically semi-retired at this point. Uh, they gave it to him through DX without giving him one specifically. He's gonna get one as soon as he officially has his last match. Exactly, but I think the biggest reason they haven't pulled the trigger because the thing is, Batista's getting in now. Flair's already in. Hunter will be going in. Batista just... should already be in. He should be, yes, agreed. Um, also, I really want WWE to put in, to make a physical Hall of Fame. Yes, I, I want to go to a physical Hall of Fame myself. 
Like, and I know that's people's main gripe with the Hall of Fame ceremonies. Like, it's not even a real hall. I'm like, I know, but it's work. They're working on that. They've been saying that for years. And also, like, irregardless, they're honoring the people that built this industry. Yes. Yeah, because people always talk about, you know, oh, who's your Mount Rushmore? Well, this is basically the Mount Rushmore. It's a, a obviously a scale version, but it's like exactly the same sort of equivalent yeah oh yeah exactly i mean you can't even ask me who my mount rushmore is because out of everybody i've watched out of everybody i've enjoyed over the years it's forever changed what i'd give you now won't be the same by the end of the year that's like asking me my list of favorite wrestlers like it forever changes i have like my all-time and like the same ones generally sit around the top but like my current day it, it shifts and yeah it, it's exactly true like there is no discernible way to say i have this per like we say our all-time favorites are these but our current favorites we probably would cheer more for if they beat our our all-time favorite exactly and and the best part is is like your all-time favorites like we're we're only in our 20s we've yeah. potentially potentially got a lot more years of watching pro wrestling and those all-time favorites even though they will likely always stay within that bracket whoever's sitting at your number one now 20 years from now you you know like it's a big thing to say because if you're saying they're your number one all-time favorite as of right now the thing yeah. is 20 years from now that may change that's the best part about pro wrestling <laughs> It's very true. I can't ever see myself changing it, but it's very possible. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like right now, you look oh. at it, you're like all time favorite. It, it will be. It is. Yeah. You know. Exactly. But twenty years from now, like that's a long time. You never fucking know. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Another bit of news here. Uh. Not gonna run through it. Because uh, we've already kind of did previously. NXT finally announced uh, the class for the Performance Center recruits. Um, including the likes of Parker Bordeaux, Taya Valkyrie, um, Rick, I think it was Rick Steiner's kid. I don't remember the name. I feel like an ass uh, here. Uh, Bronson? Bronson, something like that. Um, uh, Blake Christian, uh tons tons of people i think there was 17 or 18 it was like the largest performance center class ever yeah i can I'll, i can quickly run through the names of the class i've got the list right here okay if you want to quickly run through it so it's bronson reichsteiner i believe uh yeah. but it's he's probably under the steiner name more than likely. uh kiera megan forrester who is taya valkyrie for those who do not know um sean ricker angelina arnold parker bordeaux anthony anthony henry um chance barrow Teresa serino christian brigham who is christian casanova on the indies uh, priscilla kelly drew casper brianna coda uh, christian hubble who i believe is uh yeah, Blake Christian, uh Matrick Belton, Cameron Clay, Joe Ar A Joe Ariola, I believe is literally it's how Ooh, it's spelled. Okay. It's literally how it's spelled. 
uh, Taylor Grado and Carissa Rivera. Yeah. Obviously, the full list is available on WWE's website with their former ring names, stuff like that, if, if you're not aware. Um, yeah, I just listed off the former ring names for the ones we've talked about on the shows here mm-hmm. that I can remember. Um, but yeah, so that was finally announced. Big class, uh, and hopefully, mm. hopefully they get a good, they all get a good showing. Uh, I can see Taya within, well, I guess she probably won't be wrestling under the Taya name. Um, but she'll be on NXT within the month. More than likely, that's somebody you don't keep off TV. Sh- show her the ropes real quick. Like, this is how we operate here in WWE, and there you go. Yeah. Well, for instance, um, one of the people in that list is LA Knight. I can't remember exactly what his real name is, but yeah. in that list is LA, LA Knight. For, already for, on TV. Yeah, formerly uh, Eli Drake, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So. But uh, what else you got for news? Uh, okay, so Tony Khan has gone into a bit of detail about when he got the idea for the exploding barbed wire death match. Okay, so I'll, I'll make a quick comment here. I don't know uh, where exactly you, you grabbed, I, I assumed you grabbed this from an article? Yeah. Okay, so Tony Khan actually tweeted out on Twitter because there was three or four articles posted talking about tony khan and and having this idea and stuff like that and he actually clarified it on twitter that he like he's wanted to see it yes but the idea for revolution that the match itself was not his it was kenny omega no for sure okay i didn't i didn't know i didn't actually read the article i just know tony actually had to tweet and be like you know the these articles took like three words from my interview and now it's the headlines and i want to clarify like it wasn't me (laughs) no for sure but basically he has had the idea or they have had the idea for the death match for well over a year now and it's uh the perfect time to pull the trigger on it basically yeah uh uh, basically talks about how kenny and john tore the house down in baltimore the huge fine he had to pay uh, and then says that this match is going to be crazier and better yeah uh i know both moxley and omega in interviews and that have talked and and made comments and like they've they've made the point of like people want this to be brutal and we're gonna give them brutal and i'm like i am half-assed like i'm excited as hell to watch it but i'm half-assed terrified we're gonna witness a murder yeah like these guys are gonna and i love how they're how they're specifically referencing like i didn't know what they what they would say but on dynamite they were specifically like the ropes are wrapped in barbed wire there are trip wires and landmines like they they weren't you know holding back you know how how sometimes when when you're advertising something, you hold back on on. They're like, we don't know things. what's gonna happen. Yeah, or even like like the sense that they were like landmines. Like like sometimes you would like try to avoid saying something like landmines and, and replace it out for for just even just saying I- explosives or. But the fact that they were like that as like there's gonna be landmines. I'm like okay. Yeah, my prediction for for that match is it's probably the write-off for moxley until his kid's born 
So I said that actually on the watch along last night after his after his promo, which we'll get into. Because yeah. the way he was talking about it, I'm like, okay, when is Renee due? Because yeah. that's his write off match, which oh, I'm okay the, with. Yes, but I, I, that's exactly where I I thought of that. Uh, and yeah, we'll get into that for sure. But uh, just quickly, I have just two more points. Yep, go ahead. I, I've got one more, and it's just me being. I, my my first one is really quick and kind of annoying. Asuka's WrestleMania opponent has supposedly been revealed. Who? Who? Who the fuck is it, Blake? Woo! Charlotte Flair. Uh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Okay. okay. Anyway. We'll Jane hold off Uso. until there's an official announcement, and then I will yeah. actually bitch about it. For sure. Jey Uso posted a video of Jimmy training at the Performance Center, um, basically getting back into ring condition. Good. Uh, initially, the belief was Jimmy would be back sometime in January yep. or February after having his reconstructive knee surgery sometime in the spring of 2020. It's looking probably like he's going to come back sometime mid-March now. Bobby Fish! Just made me think, you know how we've been wondering where the fuck Bobby Fish is? Okay. Bobby yeah. Fish got injured in war games. He had surgery on his elbow. They initially oh. thought it was just a minor injury, and then it ended up being more severe than they thought. He had surgery on his elbow. I looked it up it's... after what happened on NXT last night, which obviously we'll get to, and I was like, where the fuck is Bobby Fish? And it was like, oh yeah, he's he's out. Like, he had surgery. I'm like, what the so when they had him there was that just to kind of say bobby's still part of them but he's yeah but bobby's here for the boys but we're not gonna have him on tv because he hurt yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah so that's kind of nice that you know jimmy's getting back into yes. ring condition. Hopefully yeah i didn't mean I, that. I, I didn't mean to take away from that it's just oh, when good. you started talking about the injury and the surgery i'm like fucking bobby fish um, yeah no you're good that was yeah it's just Interesting yeah, that it, it's it'll be nice to long, see him back. But, it'll yeah. it'll be nice to see him back, and I'm sure they're gonna bring him into the Roman storyline, and hopefully, hopefully it'll it'll elevate it all a little more. And I don't want that storyline to fail. I just need it to be better. <laughs> Easy it as has that. a lot of work to do. I don't want to see any storyline fail. I want to see all these wrestlers succeed. They all For deserve sure. to succeed. But sometimes the angles just don't work or they need work. And this is one of those senses where it can work. It's not, it's not you know, a, a dead fish out of the water type scenario right We're now. We're pretty much seeing it on Dynamite. Yeah. Pretty well. Like, so, I hate to say it, we are pretty much seeing it on Dynamite. Yep, yep, we are. Um... Uh, but one last news point from me here. Do you, were you all done? Yeah, I'm all done. I got one last news point here, and I just want to bitch for a second. We won't hold up for long, and then we'll get over uh, to the results. Austin Aries. If that name doesn't make you roll your eyes already, okay. this next part will. Austin Aries did a signing. At I... I... I've seen pictures of this. Yeah, at a a some kind of figure store or some shit like that. And he had put out on social media 
to people to not wear their masks or their their face diapers as he referred to and come out and have a good time and he was people showed up you know and, and i mean the, the reason i'm pointing this out is, is because these people keep not taking what's happening in the world seriously which is why we're still fucked as we are i i don't know why people can't get it through their head um but he was signing tinfoil hats of people you know, making a mockery and a conspiracy of the stuff we've gone through the past year, obviously talking COVID-19, <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, and and it, it's become a big thing. Um, a lot of wrestlers, uh, whether anonymously or ones that have actually specifically spoken out about it, just calling him a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, there has been independent wrestlers calling on their local promoters that they regularly get booked by to not book this guy anymore. Uh, I guess he is a nightmare. I can only imagine from what I've seen of him. So, well, I I mean, he lost the world title to Johnny Impact, now John Morrison. No sold the finish and walked out because he was pissed off. Yeah, flips off the crowd while he's doing it. Like, how big of an asshole can you be? You, you, yeah, because he had this gimmick where he was getting all these titles and then he lost all of them in the span of like a week. And no, welcome to pro off. wrestling. Sorry. It's the way it fucking goes, they, all these companies are like, well, you're not going to be able to wrestle for us with all of these world championships. We need to get our titles on our shows. Thanks. Yeah. And, and like, another, like another bit about him, like, if you don't know, apparently you don't pay attention to his social media, which is great. He's a vegan. And the thing is, we've made the comment before. Like, I have no problem. I, I have friends. I have family who, who are vegan, vegetarian, stuff like that. Like, the thing is, I've gone on a spurt with it before when money was tight. And it was easier to just just do stuff like that and find the, the, the nice ways to eat. The thing is, is the people I know don't don't shove it at you. It's like, I'm vegan. It's like, okay, cool. That's it. He he makes a point to go out and like just go after people because of it. And I'm like, we, we get I hate it. People like that. We get it. Like, cool. Yeah, you have a better lifestyle than me. Cool. Fuck off. Like, if I'm still living and I'm healthy and whatnot, cool. I I I live this way. You live that way. If yeah. it's a situation where like. We're, we're going to hang out or something or like we're going out for a meal or something and you're like i'm vegan it's like okay we'll find somewhere that has options for you i have no problem with somebody being like i'm vegan like just to we're going you know. to the movies i'm vegan um cool why the fuck does that matter you can get a uh, pop then like you don't have to get popcorn when you go to the movies like like if there if there's something that you can't have because you're vegan cool just like, you don't have to make a point of it every time. But, yeah, so yeah. the fact that he, he was acting like this and, and you know, the, the ditch the face diapers and shit like that, I'm just like, you are part of the problem. Yeah, and I can see why some people don't want, like, their freedoms to be infringed. But the thing is, it's look at Australia and New Zealand. Like, we're not going to get political here. This is my only point on this. Yeah. They are back to 100% normal life. And there's a reason for it. Exactly. Like That is all I'm going to say on yeah. this. Yeah. Well, 
Well, if you get to make one political point, you I get to can. make one political you, you point. Sure. And, and I've made it a lot, you know, because it, it ties in with this uh, because sure. we're talking COVID here. And then we'll get back to wrestling, I promise. But the thing is, is people people saying, like, it's the governments and stuff like that. When in history has every government in the world come together and gone, yeah, let's do this? Never. Like, I'm sorry. There are countries. I don't want to stay on this. I don't want to get political, but but I'm going to get my point across here. Mm-hmm. North Korea has had COVID cases and they're not to drop the name, but their Supreme leader has come out and talked about slowing the spread of it in North Korea. I'm like, seriously, he's in with every other world leader on this. Like how, how idiotic do you have to be? I mean, even the world leader of the former States, like the former world leader was, he wasn't taking it as seriously, but he did still have some places enacted and the current one isn't doing as good a job of that currently well the thing the the thing is 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 like currently i'm saying he's working on it but well he's been in for a month exactly Exactly. (laughs) but but the thing is is just the other point to to say talk about that former leader just trying to to keep names out of it here yeah he he even had it like even though he wanted to to uh you know not make a point of it for a, a lot of it and blah, blah blah not to get into that he nope. even had it at one point so like exactly. that that's my point i'm like are are we really that blind sure some people don't have as bad of symptoms i know people who have had it i know people who had no symptoms i know people who have had minor i know people who have had really bad symptoms of it yeah like, I, I'm yeah, I I can confidently say I know people who have had it too, and they're fine. Yeah, they're like, but th- it is a very real thing. It's it's yes, I I don't want to say it's it's like the flu because it's a it it's it's a totally different animal in that sense, but compare it to the flu. Some people get sick and it's only a little bit, and it's it's that flu bug. Some people get it and it it's kind of there, but it's not really. And then some people get it and they're laid up for a week. And some people can die from the just common cold. So, like, like it, it's, I just, I don't understand why yeah. people aren't taking it seriously. And then something it's like the this. rates aren't as high as certain things. Oh. But, um, but so, something like this, Austin Aries being a public figure and doing shit like this. This is where I'm trying to pull back around to. It's just like, it's uncalled yes. for. You're a public figure. Grow up. And I don't care if you don't like it, if you have a hard time believing it, it's not about you. It isn't. It really isn't. None of like, this is about is about you. It's about everybody else. Like, yeah, it's it's literally about making sure the world can go back to normal. Yeah, yeah. You, you that that's the point I'm getting. These people wa- want it to go back to normal and blah blah blah. If they just listen, and even if it is the government doing this thing, if they just listen you know, play along for a little bit, we, we could yeah. be back. Uh, we it, it's it's proven. We're back to normal because they've done it. Yeah, it, it's proven we can be. Yeah. So I just, I, I wanted to bring that up because I was like... Hey, it... And I know we, we kind of shot on the states there. Canada's not perfect either. <laughs> we're, we're not, we are not doing a whole hell of a lot better. 
So, like, we're not just saying, oh, the states need to do better. No. No, Every country our, that's our, not New Zealand and Australia needs to do better. Our, our, our leaders have made it quite a bit of a joke as well. Like, that's the thing. I by no means am going to sit here and, and shit on just the states and the former and current leader. Like, no. we it's haven't that, done much better. It's just comparison. That's oh, yeah, 100%. Is all. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> we aren't doing yeah. much better. Shall we move on to impact then? Yes, we shall move on to results because I'm tired of talking about Austin Aries. I am too. I uh, was tired of it when he was in WWE. <laughs> that too, yeah. Uh, fucking banana gimmick. Anyways, Impact Wrestling. Uh, before the Impact, we got Johnny Swinger. Uh, with the Swingerellas against Fallaba. This match. Are the Swingerellas was... changing? Yes, I'm pretty I thought sure. So. Um, okay. this match was terrible. <laughs> I will go out and say it right now. This match was some of the worst shit I've seen in a long time. I on I hate to say it. I turned it on the last like fifteen minutes. So I, I know saw the, the match is in the end. So I turned it on for the match because I'm like I don't want to sit yeah. and listen to the rest of the shit. Um, They're just why was Fire and Flava hosting it? Uh, because they came in. Uh, they had an interview and then they took over. Right. Okay. They they kicked the guy out because they wanted to host it. It was bad. But this match was so bad. It was like Swinger didn't seem like he knew what he was doing most of the time. I don't know if that's his gimmick. But he didn't seem like he knew what he was doing in the ring. There was a few kind of botchy-esque spots. It was bad. And I feel bad that it was. I don't like to sit here because once again... We've never been in a ring. We're sitting here. We're fans. We want to. It's not that we don't want to be in a ring. We want to. And obviously, we, we would have bad matches too. But it's the fact that that these guys are on television. This is what our podcast is about. And this match was bad. It was. Uh, like I really didn't watch it. I kind of like was getting ready for the, the, the main show. card. Yep. Yeah, and so I was setting up stuff, and I was kind of half-watching it while I was setting up and stuff like that. And I would see things, and I was just like, ooh. Yeah, so Swinger picked up the win just by kind of throwing his feet on the rope. I think uh, Falaba went for like a, a bonsai drop type of move, and yeah. Swinger just avoided and then put his feet on the ropes and won. And I was like, thank God this match is over. Uh, yep. Then we went on to a really good match. Yeah, the main card uh, for Impact Wrestling, uh, we got Diener versus Jake something opening the show in the tables match. Holy something fuck. I noticed about Diener's intro here. It yeah, yeah. It's yellow and black, not red and black now. Yeah. It, it was red and black, wasn't it? I believe so. But that that I was really confused because back when they asked Jake to join up with them, they had had the yellow towels though. So I'm like maybe right. maybe they just weren't sure on the layout of it yet and now they have decided. But when he came out, I'm sitting there and I'm like something about the video is different. Yeah. And I I was like I'm not like 100% sure. Like obviously I'm I'm pretty sure it's the color, but I'm like Yeah, and then I maybe I just didn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. As the match started. Yeah, and then you messaged me, and I was like, oh, okay, so I'm not the only one who noticed. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe it was just for Diener's own single? So, yeah, maybe when they're singles competitors, they have their own color, but... But maybe as a group, it's the, 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 the red? We'll have to pay attention to it next week. Exactly. Um, but these guys killed it. Uh, some great oh. spots in that. 
um vicious vicious spots just put each other through through absolute hell um like i can't even remember some of the spots where yeah there was like a slam onto the steps and it's just oh that uh, that was that was scary that was scary because diener like slid out of it and jake fell back and oh it was just i noticed something interesting about impact steps they've got the double step and then the top step is its own piece yeah that they'll have weird no but does it yeah a lot of companies don't but it's like a lot of them just have the solid like three to four steps and i noticed that that top piece was a separate piece i was like oh i've noticed interesting i noticed one time when jeff landed on it like the top sheet was a separate piece but other than that like initially at one point i think they just had the solid pieces so i think they've just updated it recently okay i don't know but uh but these guys put each other through hell at one point uh diener brings jake up on the stage to go for a ddt which i was like oh fuck here we go um and it kind of led out into the finish uh jake putting diener through a table with a black hole slam like just absolutely beautiful um so i guess we were wrong then we're not getting jake in violent by design i don't know i i i thought that was the writing on the wall for this story but next week diener will have to leave violent by design won't he i don't know because wasn't that basically what he said in the promo the week before was it well he he said i'll have to pay it for my suffering if or pay for my consequences if i don't win basically maybe it's just similar to how eric young like brainwashed him into this maybe but yeah that that's something we got to really pay attention to is whatever happens with violent by design next week but uh something interesting happens after this jake's in the ring and there was a table put up in the corner during this and as you just said literally out of fucking nowhere here's moose just put him through the table um yeah and i uh so i I watch along on twitch as i imagine you do as well I had seen somebody jokingly in the comments say, watch, the winner of this is going to get a world title shot. And I was like, what? There's no connection to the world title at all here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Moose is here. I'm like, what? I I, I swiped the chat away. I hate paying attention to it. Um, I, yeah, I just, I saw that quickly. And there was another point where I had saw somebody say something. And I was like, can you not go? <laughs> People can't enjoy wrestling. Uh, but uh, Moose grabs a chair and a mic, sits in the ring, and says until he gets what he was promised, which is his title match, he isn't letting the show continue. Um, and we head off to commercial, which I thought was really, like, like normally commercial breaks aren't always timed great. And I thought this was really good because it made it feel like he was just going to wait. Yeah. Uh, um, and then when we get back, he's kind of, he talks for a little bit and then yeah. Scott more comes Well, out. Jake, Jake was being helped to the back as well, which is a, a, yeah. a, a point, uh, here. Um, it's not like he went out, uh, he, like he got up on his own and headed out. He was being helped to the back. Yeah. Not stretchered off or anything. He walked out, but, uh, just being assisted out. Yeah. But as you said, Scott Demore comes out, uh, uh 
tells Moose literally cut the crap and just get out of the ring. Like, and I love this. Like, Scott is taking no shit at all. No. And I gotta say, uh, the promo that Scott gave was actually, in my opinion, fantastic. Because, uh, Jake tries to come back out. He's pissed off. He's pissed off at Moose, what just happened in that. And Scott just goes off. Uh, yeah. That that he's pissed off that Moose has been going around with this title uh, for a company that he helped build and, and stuff like that and and, and making a, a joke, a mockery of it. And that if Moose wants a title shot, then he's going to get it. And Scott... But Swan's not in the building tonight is what we were told. Swan's not in the building. So Scott reinstates the TNA World Championship as a world title. So Impact Wrestling officially has two world titles. Yeah, and the main event will be Jake something versus Moose for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I think they just called it the World Championship. I don't think Heavyweight was. Well, it's the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It's right on the belt. I know, so. but what I, I I think they had specified that it was the TNA World's Championship, similar to like other, but I could be wrong. I yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure myself. Um, I'll do a quick. Uh, yeah, no problem at all. Quick um, look up here to see if it 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 is the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Okay, and yeah, then the I, Impact I, World Champion. Oh, okay. So they—that's how they're gonna do it then. Yeah. I when they were saying it, um, they just said world title, and I don't believe heavyweight was ever thrown out on Impact for at least what I heard. So that's why I was just confused. Yeah, no worries. I just I was like I I I I would find it weird if they didn't due to the fact that literally. Then again, though, we are calling the WWE Championship the WWE Championship, and I have the belt. It says the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on it. So, um, Universal Championship isn't a World Championship. Moving on, twenty four seven title is. Uh, next up we, <laughs> next up we get that uh six man uh tag. Uh, the winning team will have a triple threat next week to qualify for the X Division, uh championship. Uh, we had Trey Miguel, Josh Alexander, and Willie Mack against Chris Bay, Black Tarus. Um, and Ace Austin uh, with Madman Fulton. Uh, Decay came out with Tarus, but went to the back shortly after. Uh, just a note to make there. Yeah. Um, good match overall. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it went pretty much the exact route we thought it would because, I mean... We see these guys basically wrestle, like, like excluding yeah. Tarus, obviously, but we've seen these guys wrestle for, like, four weeks in a row now. It, yeah. We kind of knew what we were getting, and then just adding Black Tarus to the mix, it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, and, I mean, Ace should just have the title shot anyways. Yeah, I, it's this is really one of those, of yeah, this is one of those situations where I'm like, why are we going through all this hassle? Like, like what was the point of the Super J, or Super X Cup? Like, yeah, there, there, like, there was no point at this. It was literally at, just at this... a minute, like. If they wanted to try to make it something like the Super J Cup, you at least need to make it so that way when the winner wins, they get a title shot. Yep. Like, it was like um, the Dynamite Diamond Ring 
Like it that needs doesn't to be challenged hard. for during the year. Yeah, and all of a sudden he was just defending it, and I was like, "Put, did you touch it in like the year you had it?" Like, yeah, like I don't mind something like the dynamite, dynamite diamond ring. I was just an example. I'm like, it needs to be done with more in that sense. But then, like, yeah, you take the, this X cup, and I'm like, if there's no payoff to it, what was the use in it? Are you going to defend the cup over the year? If not, w- and, and you're not getting a title shot from it, what the fuck is the point? Just to like, prove you're the best? But you're not the best. The champion is the best. Exactly. That's how, that's how divisions go. Which means you would be the second best, which would put you in line for a title shot. But you don't get it. Like... Like, it's that web of, like, no matter which route you go, you somehow, you never reach that final square. It just loops right before it, right back to yeah. the beginning. And it's like, what the fuck? It's exactly it. Like, he's like, well, he won this, but now you gotta have a six-man tag. But <laughs> match is pretty good. Uh, Chris Bay ends up picking up the pin over Willie Mack. Why the fuck is Willie Mack taking pins? Like, I just... Because Josh Alexander just had a good showing, and obviously we're not having Trey Miguel pick up the L. But so why did we put Willie Mack in this then? Because I'd... I... Uh, because he didn't make his name in Impact Wrestling. I just... I don't know. Like, I have a hard time when it's these, these bigger guys, because these bigger guys should be viewed as more of a threat, and then they take... Like, not saying they can't ever lose... But, but I, they should take a beating if they lose. But it, it was like my issue with John Moxley's world title reign. He beat every big guy, and I didn't give a shit about the big guys anymore. He beat yes. Brian Cage. He beat Lance Archer. He beat Jake Hager. I'm like, okay, so he can beat the big guys who... It, it's, a, it's a common thing in pro wrestling. The big guys are just these beasts, these machines. And when you, you lay them all out, what's the point of them? Willie Mack is a big guy. He's athletic as hell. I like his style and that. But he's a big guy and he should be viewed as a big guy. Exactly. But and not taking a pin from somebody like Chris Bay unless it was some kind of crazy shit that that happened. It was uh just a basic <clears throat> double team. Yeah. Like maybe there was a big distraction, the team started going at it, and Ace Austin took the trophy and hit Mac over the head and Chris Bay got a roll like something like that, I'd be like, cool. I don't think Ace came out with the trophy. I don't think he did. So But like that's my point. I'm like if something like that happened, I'd be like, Okay, Willie Mac took the pin. But I'm like there was no reason for him to Ugh. Yeah. But uh um, Yeah. Yeah, Trey, Trey, uh, we get more Trey and Sammy Trey. Trey Miguel uh, ends up heading out of the uh, Impact Zone uh, arena area there. And Sammy Callahan's waiting for him again. Um, and Sammy just pushed, he's been pushing the buttons. But he yep. just happened to push the right ones. Gets punched in the mouth and then gets pounded on for a while. The the one point that I, I'd like to make is, is Trey slammed him into the doors, and you could see it on Sammy's face. They went right into the door handles. Because, like, that's one of those things when you've watched wrestling long enough. We, we talked about it, I think, on one of the last podcasts. You can, you can tell selling, 
and then you can tell when something actually did happen that they weren't fully expecting. Yeah, because there's a bit of a different look. Yeah, Trey slammed him, and you could just see on Sammy's face, like, oh, fuck, that was, like, door handles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ouch. So, uh... Uh, and then we get Decay talking backstage. Yep. Uh, I think they said it's a resurrection for the Death Killers, is what they said. Something like that. I liked the promo. It it made me... I, yeah. I bitched about Decay being kind of silly and whatnot when they first brought them back about a month ago. I'm like, this is the shit I want. Yeah, uh, and then they they basically go on to say... First the X Division title and then the rest. They're gonna basically they're gonna clean house and take every title that they can, which in theory should mean they need two more people. Unless Tarus and Steve are just gonna hold multiple titles apiece. I guess, but the way the way Rosemary was talking, she looked at Tarus and it and said something along the lines of the beast. And I yep. feel like there's more coming. Oh, yeah. Like, I have no issue with it. I'm just... I... I... Is there any gimmicks along the lines of Tarus's gimmick? Like... Not that I can think of. Like, unless they have Jeff Cobb signed and they bring him back as Matanza Cueto. But that would then mean that they have to be linked to Lucha Underground as well. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't know if AAA talks about lucha underground any like i don't watch their stuff they use mil muertes yeah but wasn't he a thing prior to he fought under a different name not mask okay so so yeah but that that's still another thing though like that's one of the things that worked so they they kind of kept it but do they do they ever reference it at all I don't know. I just know he wrestles as Mil Mascus. So. And as that, too. Like, that's his name that he goes by. So he got the rights from it, from Lucha. Okay. Which is weird, but considering that normally they would hold on to that, too. Considering, say, Luchasaurus isn't Vibora. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting, to say the least. Sure. Um. We get the AEW paid ad this this week. Uh, this week's was oh, kind of, of stars. it was kind of neat the way they did it this week. They're they're standing uh just just inside of the the Jag Stadium, uh Tony Khan, Tony Schiavone, and we also had uh Britt Baker, uh Reba Rebel, whatever, uh Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Matt Hardy, uh Isaiah Cassidy, and uh Nick Nemeth, Ryan Nemeth, uh-huh. Ryan Nemeth. Sorry, Nick, the other one. Yep. Nick, uh, Nick is Dolph. Sorry, that's on me. <laughs> um, I, I just have Nemeth here, and I was like, Nick Nemeth. No, so that's the wrong I. brother. That is the wrong fucking brother. Um, Tony Khan calls Impact the little kid that he's mentoring. And oh I my just, god. Um, interesting note, uh, Tommy Dreamer took a little shot at this ad saying you need to build up the people you're working with and, uh, even if you are beating them. And I'm like, yeah, but in this case, what they're doing is building you up by giving you views. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but like, that's, it's impacts most viewed video. Like every week. 
Yeah, but even right now, it is like that one is the highest one. Right? Is now. it Fr- from yeah. Impact? This, yeah. Well. Yeah, like <clears throat> that one is in like so it to sit like we we talked about this last night quickly. No publicity is bad publicity. Like. Yep. Yep. Uh. Exactly. Exactly. I. I don't think people grasp that. Like that's that uh, you know not to quickly go on off a, on a tangent here. But, you know, people on the internet, the people who get bothered by trolls and stuff like that, the thing is, it's publicity in some sense. You're getting the views on your stuff. Views mean you reach a wider audience. So even if you've got people coming on, uh, you know, trolling you, making troll comments, stuff like that, it, it's it's still doing something for your analytics and it's still putting you somewhere like higher up basically to say i don't know how else to put that but it, it's it's never bad no there it's yeah any being talked about by a platform is never bad no no exactly because if the name is there even if it's somebody absolutely shitting on it the likelihood is people will click the link to see who they're shitting on. Yeah, or take that name and go, well, who are these people? And then that just leads back around. So <laughs> the only bad publicity is when it's actually something bad. <laughs> Joey Ryan. That was my point. I, yeah, wasn't going to name drop, but I mean. Oh, hey, uh, that one I'm fine with name dropping. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyways, we get Havoc and Nevaeh backstage discussing the past few weeks and that Nevaeh's just kind of... It's like the exact same thing they did last week. Yeah, she's just... I, I don't know, like, it, it comes across that she's kind of, like, angry at Havoc, but, like, she's angry at herself and, like, just... Yeah, they're gonna just be a team still, no matter what. Like, yeah. I, I can't see them not... Bre- I don't see them breaking up. I don't like, see I don't see the benefit in breaking them up. Yeah, you've got your two big girls and you've got these tag titles that they need challengers for and I'm sorry but I only know of two tag teams cuz Jordan Grace and Jazz are not going to be long for this world as a tag team. No, no. <laughs> you have two tag teams for your tag titles. You are in the exact same boat WWE is in. Yeah, like I mean sure I'm glad they brought back the knockout tag team titles but the thing is is when you don't have a tag division what is the point? There was a reason why Dynamite immediately brought the tag titles out. Because they had the likes of SCU, the Young Bucks. They knew they were going to get the likes of FTR eventually because that was just the way the world was going. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, like, Dark Dark Order, Private Party. Like yeah. You can list off a lot of people at that time, best friends. You can list off a ton that they already had. TH2, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like, there, there's names that, as we're talking, like, they keep kind of popping. And I'm like, fuck. They were around at that time. They were around then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it... Y- you at that need... point, a boy and his dinosaur. <laughs> now well, Jurassic think, Express. <laughs> I think there was Jurassic Express kind of, like, half and half at the time, because Marco would be with them. Was Marco there at that point? I think he's been with them the whole time pretty well, but they would call him a boy and his dinosaur when they would do just the tag stuff. And then Marco would just be with them. 
I know they had a few appearances prior to Marco on okay. Dynamite or or on AEW in general. I want to see Luchasaurus push to the moon, though. <laughs> I don't blame you. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, along with this segment, next up we have Tennille and Caleb with a K come in. and She wasn't trying to hear everything, but yeah. she heard. But it was the same offer, like you know we can tag you know like the interesting thing she said she has entrance music a team name and ring gear already made for them and you know most people spell havoc with a c but she spells it with a k so that would mean it'd be caleb and havoc with a k and i'm like uh as a caleb with a k myself stop <laughs> Not funny anymore. Just stop. They're going to find a way to make Tennille Dashwood with a K. Yeah, it's going to be silent. It's going to be like K Tennille. Like. <laughs> God. Um, but uh, moving on here. Triple uh, XL versus the Good Brothers. Um, I love I love Triple XL's music and they're coming to the ring. Like. <laughs> Oh, it just, it's it's two big dudes that are gonna come and just stomp you. Oh, Thursday podcasts are rough being up that late. I'm getting old. I'm getting old, man. 4.30. Yeah, yeah. I I was up until about quarter to four, and then I only slept about three hours, so it's going great. Uh, But yeah, triple XL uh, is great. Although this match did just kind of feel tossed in though it, it yeah like we on both we... sides yeah that so. yeah it was exactly it like we and then we literally just got like magic killer for the win from yeah good brothers yeah anderson pins larry d with uh after they hit magic killer i kind of wanted them to hit it on ac but uh i don't, I don't know why i want I don't know why I want AC to take these bumps. <laughs> like, I want to see somebody pick the fucker off his feet. <laughs> oh, love you, AC. Um, and then we get into... Um, Swingers Palace. Yeah. Uh, like... So, I shat on Swingers Palace for uh, the first few weeks we did this. Yeah. And I still don't fully get it. But let me tell you... Bringing Storm and Saban in has made it one of my favorite, favorite segments. Uh, Storm and Saban are still there, betting on Blackjack. Uh, Rohit comes in and gets put in middle of the hand because, you know, Swinger Swinger says so. And yeah. he fucks everybody over. Um, and I, I loved Saban in this shit's like shit's about to go down and Saban's like we're not fucking this up it's my favorite place (laughs) I love this place and I'm like oh (laughs) okay this is where we're going with this yeah um and then we basically just get Rohit versus Storm uh and I thought that was gonna be tonight that that was gonna happen but it's Unfortunately, not. It later is announced that that's going to be on uh, before the impact next week. Yeah, Burr. Um, 
but I I liked that segment. I don't know. I I think I, I think it's the Storm and Saban dynamic that make it. Because prior to I couldn't care. So so is before the impact just going to be the swinger stuff? <laughs> uh yeah, Swingers Palace is going to set up every week for me before the impact. Oh jeez. Um, Hilarious. we get Finn Juice and the Good Brothers backstage. Um, uh, they they did their favorite thing. One, two, three. Beat, beat up, up everybody. everybody. Yep. <laughs> I love how that's just their running gimmick now. Like, yeah, For those who never watched them in WWE, you don't know, but we know. Yes, yes. Uh, that, that was some good shit there. But, uh... And Saban basically just calls the Good Brothers the best tag team in the world hungover. You said Saban. Is that not who said it? Well, when it's Juice Robinson and David right, Finley. Yeah. <laughs> I was still thinking of the, the Swingers <laughs> Palace. Oh my god. Hey Swingers man. Swingers on my mind, man. Like I said, it was it was a late night. Um, yeah. I'm actually not sure who it was that said that. I, th- I think it was... I want to say it was Finn. That That's what I'm thinking. But anyways, yeah, best tag team hungover, and then they head out, and then the Good Brothers are like, oh, you know, I, Anderson's like, I'm not hungover. Gallus is like, I am. It's like, <laughs> fuck. Good, good job, Doc. Like, um, we have Eddie Edwards come out, and we're told we're getting Eddie Edwards versus Brian Myers next. Myers comes out, he's in his normal clothes, tells him that he he can't wrestle, but he can't tell him why, and then so Mark Mark Sterling. For anybody who does not remember, this was MJF's attorney during the uh, MJF Moxley storyline last year. Because when he popped up, I'm like, that son of a bitch. Uh, So is this this technically the next crossover for AEW? (laughs) Oh my god, no. No! (laughs) Um, But, uh... Hernandez is now in the match because, you know, why the fuck not? Um, yeah. And the match isn't anything special in my opinion. I don't know if you liked it better than I did. Uh, I mean, it's like a five-move match, basically. Like, Yeah, Ed- Eddie picks up the win with the Boston knee party. Um, from the top rope, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but it-, it just wasn't anything special. No. Um, and we get Myers and Cardona talking, and more kind of comes in and and just, yeah just well, like, i saw what happened like yeah i saw what happened and i hate to break it to you but it's our doctor who clears you not your own personal doctor yeah. which i mean that is a like like let's go into real life for a second that's a well-known thing i mean there have been wrestlers clear well daniel bryan daniel bryan had been cleared by a dozen different doctors but WWE's would not clear him, which is why he was not allowed to wrestle. Yeah. Every doctor has a different thing they look for. A different mm-hmm. protocol they follow. They all follow the general layout, but they all have their own thing. And exactly. sorry, when you're working for a company, it's the company's doctor that looks at you and goes, you can or you can't. Yep. And then yep. we're told that we're getting... This is This is great. We're getting... Uh, an eye for an eye match between Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards with Cardona as the ref and 
when was I think it was I think it was Myers who asked if it was actually going to be an eye for an yeah. eye and Scott goes no that's a stupid idea like like what <laughs> what do you do like somebody's eye pops out and then a few weeks later they're perfectly fine and I'm like Scott going off <laughs> and, and he sings as he's like walking down the hall I'm like you bastard that's just amazing it made me fucking laugh cuz I'm oh, like that yeah. that's good um, uh, and then we get the tag team match for the number one contenders. And again, this is just not tag teams in the number one contenders. This is the exact same thing WWE is doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't get why this is happening. But yeah, we have Susan and match. yeah, we have Susan and Kimberly uh with Deanna Perazzo at ringside against Jordan Grace and Jazz. At one point, Perazzo is getting involved and. Here comes ODB. So apparently we're not... Well, we might be after what happened. We might be done with ODB. But as as of Impact, we weren't. Yeah. Um. She comes out, makes a save, and her and Deanna get ejected from the match. Um, match continues on. It's pretty good. I don't know if you have any spots or anything you want to talk over. Um... <laughs> no, not really. Just Grace looked amazing in this match the whole time. All the way through to everything. Uh, hitting the Grace driver for the pin. Okay. And that's what Stryker said, so... Okay, sure. Um, yeah. Better than the Oscopus. Uh... Oh my god, when <laughs> I heard him say that, I was like, are you for real? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so Jazz and Grace win, and then as they are coming backstage, ODB is laid out, um, cause, you know, and there's people standing around, like, clearly seeing this body laying on the ground, like, just like, sure, whatever, um, it happens, but, uh, then we head off into their main event, uh, Moose versus Jake something for the TNA title. As Moose is coming out, uh, you you messaged me, and you were like, that is, like, the legitimate definition of stealing the spotlight. Oh, yeah. Because Jake comes in and just twats fucking Moose off the back of the head, and then stands in the spotlight like... It was really good. Uh, they brawled outside for a little bit. Like, we hit commercial. We come back. They're still brawling outside. They make their way in the ring. The match actually starts. Um, and it's going really, really well. The match is fantastic. Uh, and, and, and he, like, again, I mean, I know you're the spots guy here, so. Um, really nice pop-up powerbomb. Like... There were just so many really good spots in this. Like It made Jake look good. Like, it didn't make Lo- Moose look bad or, or look weak or anything. But the thing is, the matches a lot, or the segments we've had with Moose, is it's made anybody he's kind of up against look inferior. Uh, You know, not to be rude to Dreamer, like the match last week for Dreamer was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything for Tommy. It was for Moose. And so this match was really good because because it was for both of these guys. Yeah. Um and when Moose hit the ripcord lariat and then the spear, I knew it was over, but you just you felt real accomplishment almost for Jake. Yeah. 
Yeah, I felt really good. Uh, Moose picks up the win, retains. Uh, and then he grabs a chair, starts going after Jake, and here comes Swan, because apparently Sp- Swan's here now. Yeah, um, so was he in the building, or was he just not cleared? Because we were told he wasn't in the building. So, maybe and, he showed and he up. he wasn't cleared. Maybe like, he showed up. Maybe, because like when Scott told it initially, he's like, Swan's not cleared, so he's not here tonight. So, so, okay, fair. So, but uh, Swan comes out, security breaks him up, and here comes Scott. And he's like, I feel like I'm stuck in just like this. I don't remember the exact word he used, but it's like it's like a loop, basically. Like, yeah. you know, Moose wants a shot, says he'll do it on his time. Swan wants it, says he'll do it on his time. Uh, like this happens, that happens, and and he made a very good point. And so he announces Rich Swan versus Moose at Sacrifice. For the Impact World title. So obviously within the next week or two prior to Sacrifice. We are getting the TNA World Heavyweight title. Being contested for as well. Obviously right? Honestly yeah. When you look at the way that bracket was. It says the Impact World title. And it's in smaller writing. And it looks like there's room for stuff to be written underneath it. Uh, And it's just a matter of time until they just turn the visibility off. Or on, I guess, on the the words that say Impact or TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. Like, so, but that's the show. Uh, really solid overall, and obviously we're gonna run through our ratings, matches, segments, and all that. Uh, after we get yeah. through the other two, so uh, yeah. Next up, uh, NXT. Uh, in my yes. notes here, um, show opens. And literally, it's just Loomis crawling towards the camera. And I'm like, hello! <laughs> yeah. How are you? <laughs> um, The way he's getting ready backstage, Gargano is making sure Theory's all good. Like, are you sure you're okay? Like, Austin's like, yeah. Um, And, and we head out. We get Dexter Loomis versus Johnny Gargano uh, with the way at ringside. Um good match and they start doing some interesting stuff in this match at one point uh dexter loomis and indy hartwell come face to face basically and like we find out more later in the night but indy seems kind of odd about it uh and like she like at one point like backs up and like hits the post and tries to play it off and whatnot and then goes like call me and and like yeah and she's like She's got, like, her, her head rusted on her hand watching him and stuff. And, and, and Beth Phoenix, the whole match is, like, Indy seems kind of infatuated with Loomis. And I'm like, are we really doing this? Yeah. Yes, we are, as we find out later. But uh, as the match is going to end, Candace, uh, Johnny signals to, to Candace to distract the ref and asks uh, Theory for a chair. Theory grabs the chair. Um, slides it in, and Loomis stops him, ref notices, and then Gargano makes a distraction, and they're trying to get Theory to hit Loomis, and Theory won't. Theory ends up coming face-to-face with Loomis and just being like, you know what, this is a misunderstanding, where this isn't what's supposed to happen. Um. Yeah, exactly. And Loomis locks Gargano in silence, uh, and Gargano passes out. Which yeah. which is fantastic for Loomis. That's a great showing for Loomis. 
Oh, yeah, and it definitely sets him up for a North American title match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then after the match, we get a quick cut, and, and I have some issues with this when we get into our of the nights. Regal runs outside, like, in a panic, and is, is like, Santos isn't here yet. Somebody come get me when he is. And I'm like, okay. We're not, I was like, we're doing this again. Like, seriously? Like, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. We get a video package for MSK. Really nice video package. Really, really nice. And then we get to a backstage interview. And, like, the 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 interviewer gets, like, two words out. And MSK is just laid out. Uh, gr- yeah. Grizzled Young Vets attack him. For, you know, some reason. Uh, they're mad. They're mad they lost fair and square. Suck it up. Suck it up. Uh, and then we get, so we get Tyler Rust entering, and then we get Malcolm Bivens selecting Leon Ruff as his opponent, like, because... Earlier in the like, day when he's cleared, yeah. yeah. Like, Bivens seems to just be hiding in the medical room for when people have had a bad match, and is just gonna pick them. I can't wait oh, until you... next week when he picks Karrion Cross. Oh, you you were you were hurt last week, but you're cleared. You want a match? <laughs> like you know that that's gonna be something. Eventually, it's gonna be like one of these big guys is getting iced down, and here comes fucking Bivens, and he's like, "Hey, Balor, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck." But uh, yeah, so. Malcolm, I mean, Malcolm's a good promo, but it was, like, the same promo as he's cut the past few weeks. Diamond in the Rust, and if you don't know anything about Rust, it's, uh, not a good thing. Yeah, but, uh, Leon Ruff's coming to the ring, he poses on the ropes, and Isaiah Swerve Scott attacks him, uh, goes over to the announce table and is yelling, like, you know, uh, like, until I get my shot, you know? Like, somebody who doesn't deserve it isn't. And then he hits uh, Ruff with a pretty interesting move. He picks him up in, you know, a fireman's carry. And then almost, like... A's him? I was going to say, the... the closest thing you can say is an AA. Uh, into the edge of the ring, uh, like, the apron. Like, it looked... <laughs> rough. <laughs> well, and, and then Malcolm takes this as um, Tyler Rust yeah. winning, raises yeah, his he, hand. He's a diamond in the rust and oh, can only win sense. with uh, basically dead people. Yeah, I guess. Um, we have a video. Uh, William Regal talking to Zoe Stark uh, yesterday at the Performance Center and offers her a non-title match against Io Shirai. Um, and Obviously she accepts. Yeah, and then we get a backstage interview with her. And like major technical error, the the interview fucks up. We get a still photo of Io Shirai backstage for a second. Yeah, and then we come back to the the Capitol Wrestling Center, and like it looks, it almost looks like shit went out. Like they had to reboot because like when we come back, the screens aren't going or anything yet. Yeah, it was all really weird. Um, maybe there was like a power surge or something, but it was really hey, odd. Technical uh, errors happen. 
Exactly. Uh, then we move on to a Cameron Grimes. Well, I guess we get Zoe Stark's. I was gonna say. Right? I was gonna say up next because that's that's our our bit here. Up next, yeah. uh, we have Zoe Stark come out, and then yeah, you, you can you can handle Cameron this. Grimes. Then tries to recreate the Ted DiBiase basketball for like dribble ten times for a thousand dollars thing. Um, the first time he does it, he doesn't watch the full thing all the way through. So he fails uh, and has to give the guy $1,000. Yeah, the guy dribbles it 10 times because Grimes didn't watch the video to know that DiBiase kicks the fucking ball. Yeah, and I say first time because we'll come back to this later. <sighs> yeah, just just shoot me now. Um, And so we finally get Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. And holy shit, Zoe Stark got a fucking showing in this match. Yeah, this was not just to set up for more Tony and and uh, EO stuff. This was to build Stark, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, um, she she had a fantastic show. Obviously, she she does not win, but that does not mean she loses. No, like the thing is, is this cemented her immediately as a player in the game. In my opinion, this should have been Taya. The like the I only... hate to say it, but. Well, the only reason it wasn't is Stark had already been yes. on TV and, and then had the thing last week. So it definitely could have been. I think it would have established Taya as an immediate threat. And I want to know what we're going to do with her. Let, let's let Shirai, as we find out after. Um, yeah, so Io Shirai wins with the Moonsault. Uh, giving a show of respect, Tony Storm comes out. And basically ma- makes the challenge uh, and EO accepts. I take it we get it next week. So let that happen and then bring Taya in. I Because I, not to say like Stark deserved deserved this and Taya didn't or Taya should have been in here no, or whatever. Stark didn't deserve this match. It's just. No, 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 I'm not saying you did. But the thing is, is this was just leading into into Tony and EO. So it if we would have put Taya in the spot and I hope it doesn't happen to Stark. But you had this great match, and then the the match was set up. You hit this title match was set up for somebody else, and you just kind of fall somewhere. That's fair. That is fair. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we get tie in after we get some good stuff because I mean Zoe Stark obviously is proving she's a very good competitor. Maybe get some Stark and and Taya stuff leading around to possibly into the title picture or something like that. Maybe, yeah, because I don't see them holding off on Taya's debut. I thought it would be this week. I honestly thought she would be on the show as soon as they had announced her. Oh, they'll they'll hold off. There's no reason they won't. They they've had like this isn't me trying to be a dick. They've had bigger stars than Taya sign to no, a performance sure. center and have held off for three, four months before putting them on NXT TV. No, for sure. It's just I feel like they're not going to. Oh, I can see it there, you know, I mean, I, I think a bit of it, uh, and like I said, I'm not trying to be an ass, a bit of it is, is because, you know, being a fan of her, seeing her recently, knowing her stuff, but like I said, there has been bigger stars both in the male and female oh, no, bracket sure. signed that haven't made it on, so. No, I'm not disagreeing at all, it's just, in my personal opinion, I can't, like, I, I think she's too, she's one of those names for their women's division that they just really need almost you know but i don't know i think the nxt women's division is is i'm not good. saying the nxt women's division i'm talking <laughs> about the 
the the the women's division inside of WWE. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> um, we get the way backs uh backstage, and this is hilarious. So they're they're getting pissed off at Theory because he he couldn't just swing the chair, and Theory goes on to say that Dexter Loomis is just misunderstood, and they're like, dude, he kidnapped you. Yeah. Like he so abducted John, you. Yeah. Johnny and Candace are like, oh, he he should be in jail. Candace or sorry, Austin has Stockholm syndrome and Indy thinks he's hot. Yes, yes, they turn to Indy and Indy's like, I think he's kinda hot. And they're like, What the fuck? Like, y'all are going for therapy. Like end of discussion. Y'all are going Crazy. for therapy. We get a quick recap of the Casey Catanzaro and uh, Zia Lee stuff, uh, and then we get the Cameron Grimes thing again. So, I imagine, because I don't know, these people who are sitting, that he comes up to, are some kind of either signees or some kind of reference to something to that the, if you know, you know. The one who actually does the dribble uh the the woman uh, i if what i read was correct she's an uh uh signee from a previous class she was in the wnba i see i had a feeling i had seen her elsewhere um well, and I mean, so probably i mean how how tall is cameron grimes probably six foot yeah he, he i'd say he's at least so six like foot. she's like what six three six four yeah and like, so she was tall when he walks up to her and he, he picks her don't know why he picked her but he picked her she stands up and he goes oh and basically she calls him on it she goes you mean the ted dibiase thing so you can see exactly where this is going like and yeah so she she starts to dribble he lines up the the worst like we went through video games uh, school for video games and that you know you want to do animation we had to do it because of school and we learned about the art of animation and anticipation and you know making somebody realize you're lining up for something and sometimes you know for for animations and video games and shit like that you know this is where we can kind of tie it around you need yeah. it over exaggerated and this is one of those senses of it was anticipation and he just winded up for it like, yeah. made it so obvious, and then as he swung, she just dribbled it between her legs and went, like... Yeah, like, it was nothing, and then just said, give me my money. Uh, but wait, there'll be more. Yeah, I'm aware. Don't fucking remind me. Um, Let me get a singles match. Oh, this was great. This was it great. Was. Uh, it was. I'm not saying it wasn't great. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. I love the outcome. It was great perfect uh we have i'm excited to see where it goes i absolutely am i know i'm just trying to be an asshole to you i know uh <laughs> we have xia Li with obviously boa and tian sha making whatever the fuck we're calling the figure uh yeah. against uh casey Catanzaro uh with Caden carter uh at ringside um it's really the first match for Zaya that there's actually been an opponent that's given offense. Yeah, like, Casey by no means is um, just demolished here. Like, Casey actually gets a lot of the offense off the start here. Uh, it hits a few good drop kicks and whatnot. And then they get dumped outside. Yeah, and Zaya ends up 
throw in Casey into the uh, plexiglass with the the chain link type thing uh, where the fans are. Hits her off that. Casey lays and has her one leg up on the steps. And Zaya comes over. And, I mean, the thing is, is I watched the GIF a few times. And obviously, you know they're doing it safe. But the first time you see it, you're like, oh, fuck. But, I mean, that's... I, I've said it so many times on this podcast. The point of pro wrestling is to make it look real. And even though you know all that happened was Casey bent her knee down onto the ground. Because of the way they did it, it looked so fucking well, good. And Casey being actually a pretty good performer, she also twisted her ankle well once um, they started moving her around the ring. So it looked like her knee was one way, her foot was twisted the other way. So she, like she did great at selling it. Um, she did a fantastic job here. Yeah, um, Zaya throws her back in, and the match ends up getting she called. Her hair, man. Which like, was awesome. Yeah, and good on Casey here. She is like she's not out, but she is just holding her knee the whole time. She does not care that she's being dragged. Her knee is the most important thing to her because she's just in that much pain. Well, it, like, it, it's funny watching uh, when she was pulling her because uh, not once again, not to try and go off here. But the thing oh. is, is in high school, I was a drama kid and uh, I had done a professional workshop and whatnot for which is which it's funny because, I mean, we've even talked about it in that that that's why I'm like pro wrestling is just second nature to me because the selling and whatnot and like i've talked about on the podcast my niece and nephew wrestling with me i'm like i can sell like no tomorrow and so her being pulled by her hair was something we actually learned in the workshop as to how they do it and i'm watching and i'm like i can see because basically it's like having a death grip on the person's arm as it's yeah as they have you and i'm just watching casey's one arm just the death grip she has on zaya's wrist and i'm like good job (laughs) you're doing it how you're supposed to but it was just one of those things where i could like call back to be like hey (laughs) with her other arm she's actually still selling the the knee yeah that was my my main point there. Right? Yeah. So she, she's still so that way you're not paying attention to what her other arm is doing. Exactly. I mean, obviously we we watch at a different level than most. So yes, we anticipate certain things that most do not, but that was something that was just Yeah, it was great. Um and so Caden being right pissed off uh starts going after Tian Shaw again, Boa gets in the way, and as that happens, Zaya fucking spin kicks Casey's head off. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Carter gets back in the ring, uh, Zaya leaves and goes, you're next to, yeah. to Carter. So, um... Next and week it's probably gonna be Carter versus Zaya Lee. More than likely. Uh, and then we get fucking Regal running outside again. Escobar's still not there. Here's an interesting point, though. Finn is walking in the background. And I'm like, what are we setting up for? There was nothing with Finn. Finn is walking in the background. Like, I could tell it was Finn, and then he, like, fluffs the jacket up, and it's the red X. And I'm like, what the fuck is Finn doing? (laughs) And then we got... Well, I shouldn't say we didn't get nothing. 
We got something. I got annoyed because I was like, I swear to God, WWE, if you do that again. But then we get, so we get a quick recap of the women's tag stuff. Um, and then. Yeah, the, the Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez video package, similar to the uh, MSK one. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Take this fucking one. I'm, I'm done. Cameron Grimes, he's like, okay, I got it this time. I figured it out. Fair play. I mean, he figured out how to get somebody to not give them $1,000. He hands the dude the ball, tells him, dribble it 10 times, you get $1,000. He dribbles it once and he punches him. But then, as it's revealed on Twitter later, he tossed $6,300 up in the air and walked away. Yeah. So, so, so the two people who actually successfully did the basketball dribble made less than the guy who got punched in the face. I'm sorry, I'd rather be punched in the pay punched in the face and pick up $6,300 versus yeah. dribbling a basketball 10 times to only make a grand. Yeah, I would rather play 6300 pickup after my jaw gets clocked than 1000 bucks. Oh, cool. That hurt. Got money now. <laughs> hey, look, I can go to the hospital now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, down there, not really. <laughs> I can pay for a shot. Oh, uh, I was actually, n- not to go really off here talking about that though really quick, and it ties around to wrestling. Uh, I was watching some clips on YouTube. I always end up with like 15 tabs open of different stuff, whether it be clips from like literally Total Divas, Total Bellas, whatever, uh, to like Table for Three and stuff. And I was watching one with Flair, a Table for Three, and they were talking about him being in the hospital. When he went into a coma and stuff like that, he ended up, his bill was like two point some odd million. I don't doubt it. Like, that is fucking, as a Canadian, that is fucking nuts. It's knocking futs, for sure. Yeah. Well, 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 it, it's, yeah, I just, I, I uh, thought yeah. of that, and I was like, that is insane. Good thing Ric Flair's got money. Yeah, the thing is, is for Rick, that was, like, one of his paychecks years ago. So, like, that was a sneeze for him. But for any other performer, if, for that to have happened to That's them, fucked. they probably would have had to quit wrestling and just get a regular job after that. But they're independent contractors, right? So, I mean, that's their own thing to handle. Ugh. Thank you, Tony Khan. Um, anyways. Uh, oh, uh, Tony Khan is going to be the reason the wrestling union is, will be a proper thing. Good, good. Uh, anyways, yeah. Well, you can thank Hulk Hogan for it not being a thing. Um, you know, another great thing Hulk Hogan did for the wrestling business. Anyways, we don't need it, brother. Well, there's my heat for the day. I I, I always make comments that they're going to come back and bite me in the ass one day. (laughs) We have the button. We just don't press it enough. No, we don't. Because our bits are only like me saying something like that. But don't worry. There will be shit. Uh, We know there will be. We're we're only more on SmackDown than we we do. Yeah. Well, we're only about two months into the podcast. So, um. Next up, we have Grizzled Young Vets versus uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. They, uh, first off, I love the dynamic of Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. I, the entrance music was just hilarious. I'm like, these fucking guys. Isn't that what it was? Like, Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. And and I'm just like, you've got Killian Dane. And you got yeah. Drake Maverick, like, hopping on his back, trying to be his best friend. And Dane's just like. 
get exactly. off. You want to oh. know what, what it makes me think of? Have you ever seen the comic strips on Facebook? It's the Brutus and Pixie. No. So it's it's basically this this big, I almost want to say like German Shepherd dog or something. Oh, like it's somebody yes. who draws. Yes. Yeah, and the little cat Pixie. Yeah, I'm like, that is that dynamic. Killian Dane is Brutus and Drake Maverick is Pixie. If you've never seen the strips, they're fantastic. And Brutus yeah. is just like, no. But somehow always still ends up helping, you know. Exactly. I'm like, so I love the dynamic. But Grizzled Young Vets state that, uh, I forget which one. Uh, uh, was it was it Wesley? Uh, his hand is apparently broken. Um, but they don't ever, like, establish what that signifies for the match coming up. They'd never even talked about the match other than the video package of which only yeah. last, like... Because, like, the interview never happened. They never talked about the match for next week. So, so are we I'm not getting it? I'm concerned one of the members of, like, Lee might actually be hurt. And they are have to rewrite and have Grizzled Young Vets take the title shot. Maybe Danny and Oni possibly went back over to the UK. And, and, they're, and for them to come back, they've got a quarantine. So maybe that's why. Because we never sense. even heard anything about Dunn, Oni, or Danny. We we did see, I can't remember what his name is. I just have him listed as member of Imperium when... Oh, uh, Alexander Wolf. Yeah, Alexander Wolf. Um, yeah, like, so he's there. So did they possibly hop back over to the UK for something? Possibly an NXT UK thing? Or were they just going home to see family and then popping back? Or... I, I mean, I don't know, so... Yeah, it's difficult. Um, <clears throat> But we got a pretty decent tag match here. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good, and I mean, the outcome is exactly as expected. This is the t- like, this is just a rehash of their first round, isn't it? Or the second round, maybe? Or did MSK beat this team? I don't remember who went up against Dane and Maverick, to be honest. I can't remember. But anyway, Grizzled Young Veterans hit the ticket to mayhem on Maverick, uh, and they get the win. Yeah, uh, we see a vehicle pull up outside um, Mendoza and, uh, why am I blanking here? Uh, Wild. Wild. Uh, Get out and are standing there. We get uh, Killing Dane and Drake Maverick backstage. Dane is carrying Drake into the trainer's room. Dana's looking for a medic. And as you said, Alexander, well, Imperium walks by and Alexander Wolf comes in and is like, you used to be a monster. And then just walks out. And it was like, Oh, okay. Exactly. And like, so my only thought that like with the Oni and Danny thing, when like with them being in the UK, NXT UK at one point. Oh, um, okay at one point and like same with imperium that was my only reasoning for thinking well maybe they're not but because like i would think if if one of them went back to the uk so did imperium but not necessarily i mean like i said it could have been family it could have been just i mean the thing is still on nxt maybe they wanted them to pop over uh possibly doing the nxt uk tapings this past week and so they were like let's fill this in you know, a, a neat little bit or something. So, I so mean, have film, film a couple weeks of stuff, uh, have them do two weeks worth of stuff. So that way, while they're quarantining back in the States, 
there's no buffer of where Oni and Danny went. Exactly, because with NXT UK being all pre-taped and then NXT being live. So, it's hard to say. Um, it was but, just odd. But yeah, so uh, we end up uh, having Karrion Cross's entrance starting. And we get the double screen of the vehicle outside. And Cross uh, starts attacking Wild and Mendoza. Um, Did the bell ring? There was no bell, but the match started. Maybe it's because we were on the outside. We didn't hear. Like, just trying to play into it. I mean, technically speaking, they should have both been standing in a neutral position in the ring. Because it wasn't a false count anywhere. It was a no DQ. And it wasn't a backstage brawl, nothing like that. So maybe the bell rang when they got in the ring. Were they in the ring before commercial? So maybe it rang during commercial. No, because uh, we get Cross being dragged by Legato into the ring. Yeah, but we got one more commercial in this match when they were back in the uh, in the Capital Wrestling Center. We got one more. Were they I, in there? They, I think they had already had their neutral position by that point, so the match would have the bell would have rang by that point. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't count on WWE to do any of this stuff right anymore. But um. Yeah. Because if it was a false count anywhere match, you know, start the match we, forever. Okay. We, yeah, we we could say you know because they were outside, we didn't hear the bell or something. Because that's like when the the Bucks and the Butcher and the Blade did the false count anywhere match. They started it in the fucking like kitchen of Daly's place. Yeah, exactly. So, like... but I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> but they end up fighting around. Um, they do some cool stuff. There's a truck there. Cross gets slammed in the back, uh, yeah, the back of the truck. Um, Escobar gets in the truck at one point. Cross pulls out a pickaxe and starts going to town on the door. Uh, as he's dealing with, um, Mendoza and Wild, and then like, they they handled it really well on the outside, and then they make their way in. Um. And I don't know if you noticed the so what ends up happening is Cross ends up sending uh Wild and Mendoza through one of the panel pieces like where the the fans are. Uh, I didn't know if you noticed that pod of people who it was. No. That was the the male re- recruits from the class. Was it? Blake I Christian didn't... was like front and center. That's hilarious. Yeah, because so, cuz they moved uh, I don't know if he was. I didn't notice him because I mean he'd be pretty hard to miss. I was gonna say I think I would have noticed a big, br- big blonde dude with purple dyed hair, yeah. uh, electric mark, the uh, fucking bolts. Yeah, but the thing is, is like I'm like because I immediately found it weird because I'm like we are like, you know, kind of we talked about the Austin Aries thing earlier. I'm like we're still dealing with this. Like what the fuck are we doing? And then. As he's sending them through the camera pants, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Blake Christian. Oh, it's the fucking recruits." I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Yeah, uh, yeah, because especially because Christian, like, obviously that was pre-tape, but he was literally on Impact last week. Was that last week that he was on? What, wasn't it? I think it was No Surrender, which I mean was only a oh. week and a half ago. But okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I believe that was Blake Christian or Christian Casanova. It was one of the two. Uh, Blake um, Christian was definitely on the No Surrender in the... No, 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 I'm not talking about No Surrender. I'm talking about the one that was there. Ginger? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Blake okay. Christian. I just wanted to make sure. It, was, it wasn't positive. Uh, but yeah, so that's who was in that pod, which was kind of neat. Um, they fight around. Uh, I don't know if you have any spots you want to go through here. I mean, it was a good solid match it's worth the watch yeah um oh cross goes for the concerto uh but he's saved by mendoza i think well the, they they claimed it was mendoza but it was actually wild okay. uh, and that, that's when he's sent through like um probably through the other pod thing like the the barricade thing yeah uh, and then Cross just kind of hits a big elbow for the win. Yeah, it it was a good match. Uh, it was. All, it was all in all, was impressed. Yeah, like yeah. it all of a sudden Cross just hits this massive elbow, and Escobar is just yep, <laughs> I'm done. I'm um, we uh, and we go from there. Adam Cole makes his way to his ring, but up next. Um, promo for LA Knight. <laughs> LA Knight. I don't know what it is with these guys doing promos in their cars, but sure, why not? It must uh, be because they're in the performance center and they want them to look like they're not. So they're like, "Well, you have a car at your house, so pretend you're going to the grocery store and do this." Well, it was even like Kevin Owens. Like Owens posts this stuff on Twitter and that, which is fine. That's probably the chance he gets to do that stuff. But I love how that was his one promo on SmackDown was he was in his car. I'm like. All these guys just hanging out in their cars doing promos. We know you're at the arena. We know that for a fact. Just have you cut a promo in a back room somewhere. Yeah, so. I don't know. Like, very oddly, they aren't. But, like, 90% of the time. Come out in the ring and cut a promo, for fuck's sakes. Like, but they're not there. <laughs> um <laughs> But we we end up getting Cole's explanation, which this segment ends up being really good. Um, I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, Cole Cole is explaining like he was wrong, um, for what he did, and he wants things back to normal, and that Kyle should be there. Kyle should be out there right now. That he's sorry, and that like he knows like things won't be the same, but like he wants him to try. And go back to what they were in that. Yeah, keeps he keeps like basically hitting at the fact that he's ashamed of himself for what. Yeah, he... he's a fucking Adam Cole's a great promo. Uh, oh, and Roderick Strong comes out, and he's like, I I mean we talked about Scott saying it earlier. It it, it wasn't said specifically, but it was a very much so at the at the start. It was a cut the crap, like tell us what the fuck is happening. Yeah, basically, yeah. And just saying, like, you only now feel bad, like you didn't when you were doing it. Like, uh, basically, all that trust is shattered. And then Finn Balor comes out. Yeah, Balor comes out, shoves Roderick Strong out of the way, and starts attacking Cole. They tumble out of the ring. You know, Balor's attacking Strong. And we end with uh, that whole tumble with Cole super kicking Balor. Strong is yeah. crawling in the ring. Uh, Cole gets in, and Strong fucking clotheslines Adam Cole. 
Yeah. And Cole and just looks shocked. Yeah, Cole sits there and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. And he starts hunching over and like crying. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is, this is interesting. Yeah, and at this point, I was like, oh, they're actually trying to make him come back from this. Yeah, like, like, are they actually pulling, you know, the Undisputed Era back around? Because I'm like, it wouldn't be the craziest storyline. No, just a quick little, uh, I was stupid, uh, just to, to give a little bit of story to Undisputed Era. Like, yeah, like, like my, my feelings got the best of me, like, we're still brothers, like, we could totally have pulled this off, but Strong kneels down, they hug in that, and, like, we're, like, we're good. Roddy stands up and Cole hits the low blow uh, on Roddy. Roddy drops down. He rips the undisputed era tags off of him, calls him stupid. And says and, he's dead. Yeah, dead to him and just big super kick. And dang, dang. that's the show. It was like, oh, okay. Sure. And Roderick's dead now. <laughs> Good night, Roderick Strong. Thank you for showing up. Yeah, um, thanks. And then our final set of results here, All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite. Boom! Um, We start the show off, uh, Ryan Nemeth, got it right this time. Yeah, he's going to win it. Uh, He's in the ring. Starring role as the winner. Yeah, uh, but he didn't get an entrance, uh, so. (laughs) Mox gets an entrance. Yeah, Mox comes out, um. It's not an overly long match. Oh, did you expect it to? I expected a little more. I mean, I expected a little bit more, but it's pretty much Ryan tries to get some stuff going. Uh, Moxley hits the paradigm shift and wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then Mox grabs uh, a mic and a chair, um, which seems all too familiar. Uh, <laughs> but I mean... uh. It is what it is, and he cuts a hell of a promo. Yeah, exactly. Like can, contrasting it to Moose's promo, they were on two different levels. Once they their similarities were were just the chair, and yeah. then they they completely split from there. So we've we'll 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 talk about this promo for just a, a few seconds here. But like we said it in the past about matches, like sometimes we don't do it justice talking about a match to go and watch it. Um, this is one of those promos where I'm not sure us you know even if we said it word for word i don't think it would do i don't think so justice uh it's really good but he basically just talks about um you know that he was gonna crawl through barbed wire and 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 shit like that to to get to the title he got there and now he's back and apparently he's gonna have to do that exact same thing and he's going to do everything he can to win. And if it just so happens to be, you know. The end of the line, I think he says. Yeah. Um, then so be it. Um, just has, know that he gave everything, win, lose, or draw. Yeah. And, I mean, we discussed it at the top of the show. I honestly think it's going to write him off for a handful of months for Renee to, you know, probably let them set up for Renee to have her kid. Because, you know, not to be an ass, but unlike WWE, instead of keeping them potentially to the day you know give them like a month before the due date or something to prep be together have the kid and then take some time off oh yeah i can i could see this being moxley's write-off until mid 2021 if not until 2022 
He'll be gone until the summer. Uh, if she's due soon. If she's due soon, I could see All Out. Uh, they- latest... Like, because I'm curious, because if they're married, maybe he'll take this opportunity to go on a honeymoon they never got. Yeah, they're married. So, um, just theoretically, what I'm thinking of, ideas of what what might keep him longer, too, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, Tony Khan's obviously already been, you know, I don't want to sit here and and seem like I'm trying to kiss Tony Khan's ass any but as a boss and the stuff that he's done, I mean, one of the biggest things I can say, we're going to get to Brian Cage in a minute here, but Brian Cage signed a contract as he was injured. Yeah. And Tony Khan paid him to sit at home. Yeah. Because he knew he would be a draw as soon as he came. Like no, yeah. like, like n- nobody, not, I shouldn't say nobody, but 90% of people would not hire somebody as they're injured and rehabbing. Pay them the kind of money I'm sure he was getting paid. You know, and I know I'm, he helped cover. Yeah. I'm sure he wasn't getting his full amount. He was probably getting a slightly decreased amount, but even still. It was full pay. Was it? Yes. I remember I was, reading the interview and it was full pay. I was going to say, because like, I could understand if he went, well, I'll give you like 25% of your pay until you make your first debut, but. Yeah, I believe it from the interview that I remember reading, it was full pay, which I was like, that's insane. Yeah, because I could understand taking a percentage of it and and being like, well... Well, that, that'd be the general thing that would happen a lot of the time, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure what WWE does is they just freeze your contract and say, good luck. So, but I mean, like... Uh... If it is the end of the line for Mox for a while, if if they are writing him off to go and do that, by all means. I mean, he deserves a break. He ended up winning a world title, and a few weeks later, the world went to shit. And, like, he carried carried that company through a really tough time. So, I mean, you know, give him six months off. You know, ask for time off, Mox. This company might give it to you. Yeah, he'll likely be the first two-time world champion. I, I could see it. I could see it, yeah. Um, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast here real quick, uh, about the Paul White world title bit. I I think that was prior to the podcast that we mentioned it. I loaded up Twitter and there was a post. If Paul White, formerly known as the Big Show or the Giant in WCW, if he were to win the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, he will be the first and the only only person i went through a list and i cannot find another person he'll you be the can f- tell us. yeah if somebody else can please let us know but he'll be from our knowledge the first and only person to be able to win the wcw world heavyweight championship the wwe world heavyweight championship the ecw world heavyweight championship and the AEW world world heavyweight championship those oh, four titles to- and get the the impact world title too. Oh fuck! Just add another one onto the list, eh? Screw Kenny as the collector. Paul White. Paul White. Fine. Well. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. No doubt. Yeah, he's he's gonna be the the freaking. Uh, he's gonna <laughs> we be all the collector. We Thanos, and it's actually fucking Paul White. <laughs> Paul White is the Thanos we never knew we needed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um 
but yeah anyways moving on uh we get uh, a scene from last week's uh after dynamite uh ray phoenix and, and lance archer being talked to uh by alex marvez which apparently this was his dynamite debut from what i was that, reading yeah, that feels about right yeah which, which surprises me because he's been with the company since like the get-go but i think he's been doing dark stuff for them so. He, well, he, he's been on, like, the BTE and stuff. He's been doing the Spanish commentary, I believe. But this was his first on-screen, from my knowledge. Yeah. Um, Which, awesome for him. They, they, they talk about the qualifying and that, and about them being a really good team. And Archer just tells Phoenix, like, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then they brawl a little bit, and we cut away from it. I felt like it was a really awkward cut in the brawl. Yeah, they didn't get separated. It was kind of weird. So, but hmm. um, we get a video from earlier in the day. Uh, the Young Bucks arriving with their parents, Papa and Mama Buck, uh, at Daly's place, taking a photo in front of the trailer with their faces on it, which comes into play later on. I don't know why they would think to do that. I just really no. wanted a picture. Really wanted a picture, you know. Just letting us know. Which... I got a chuckle out of it. I said it on the watch along. I'm like, why Why were they like, hey, mom, take the photo? <laughs> Which, yeah. it comes around afterwards, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm sure there's workers standing around that you could have been like, hey, can you take a photo of us for? But no, they were like, hey, mom, take a photo of us with dad. Like a camera guy and probably sound guy that's standing two feet in front of them. I, I just, I pissed myself at it. Yeah, but no, it was fine. Um, the thing with AEW is they will take these, like, not necessarily this one in particular, but they'll take shots at WWE with, like, the way they look at TVs and stuff like that. But then they'll do stuff like this where, like, it's clearly classic WWE where they just don't quite think about everything in the story. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it was just so, kind of funny. Uh, but up next we get the Varsity Blondes, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., and who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Uh, which he's proving to us who the fuck he is. Um, he, against Team Taz. Be. Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks with Taz. Now the nameplate says, and Hook. <clears throat> Hook. Hook wasn't out there. Taz says Hook was waiting in the car. They were going to go get drinks afterwards. Um, well, so, Hook's waiting somewhere. Yeah. Solid match, uh, like by all means. Um, I've, I, I've said it before. I'm really happy with what they're doing with the Varsity Blondes, giving them they're good not, showings. But they're not losing, losing, yeah. so it's really good. Yeah, and it's establishing them. Um, and I mean they're good. They're good. They really I mean, you can really see the signs of Pillman looking like his dad, like. A lot. Ding. It's just, it's insane. Like, so well, I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll make their way around at some point. Um, yeah, they'll get on a hot streak here soon, I think. Yeah, but uh, Cage ends up picking the win up for the team over uh, Pillman uh, with a drill claw. Uh, fantastic move. I love that move. Yeah, um, and the lights go up. And we all just go, oh, it's going to be Sting. We're going to see the snow, right? But we get a video. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's a vehicle uh, like in the desert from the looks of it or something. Pulling. Or sedan. Thanks. Uh, 
I couldn't see the make, so. Pulling a body bag, and it's, like, interesting. And then we get an interior shot of the steering wheel. And the gloves look familiar. The gloves look really familiar. Car stops, body bag opens. I was right. Darby just has a shit-eating grin being dragged inside the body bag. The biggest fucking grin, too. Like, he sits up, and then he just, like, as wide as can be, his face paint is awesome because it's, it's like, a mix of stings, his stuff like that. Sting comes out, uh, like, I, I think we see Sting out of the car, don't we? Uh, we don't see Sting physically, but it's his hands unzipping the, the body bag and stuff like that. Is it? Don't see Sting in that video package, to my knowledge. Like, I'm not saying I don't believe you, but for some reason, like... Because the I'm next like... thing I remember is the lights come up and Sting comes out dragging the body bag. I don't want to hit this and have the audio start playing. Just uh, can you mute it quickly like, if you go on YouTube? Okay, so I uh, I've got it up here really quick. Uh and I think I got it before I, I'm sure there was a little blip of audio. Okay, so yeah, it, it it's the hands unzipping. Darby sits up, he's got the sting face paint with like the stitching in that, which was really cool. Biggest shit-eating grin. I love it. Yeah, okay, so we do not see Sting. Okay, I, you I were right. Um, And then we go back to Daly's place. The snow is falling. And here comes Sting dragging a body bag. And and it's like wiggling around. So we're like, oh, it, it's Darby. He's he's uh trying to get out of the bag so he can get to the fight. Now, if anybody joined me for the watch-along uh, last night, the second this started happening, I'm like... Because there was a spoiler, which we're going to talk about in just a second. There was a spoiler that Sting had done the zipline bit in, similar to WCW. Uh, And so when I saw Sting walking out, I'm like, okay, so it's Darby doing it. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's fucking Hook in the body bag. It's got to be. Exactly. He pulls it around. Taz is on commentary. Unzips the body bag. And sure as shit, it's Hook. Taz on commentary is like, what the shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, he just starts freaking out. Uh, and then Sting points up to the rafters. And here comes Darby in on a fucking zip. I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was great. Darby right. comes in on a zip line. They start going after. He's got a skateboard. He takes out Starks and, and Cage. And then him and Starks go up over and out. And, uh, Sting and Cage go at it, and I've got a note to make on this in a minute. Um, but uh, Sting takes out Cage, ends up hitting the Scorpion Death Drop, and that like, and the Stinger Splash. Eh, never thought I'd be seeing a Stinger Splash in 2021. First off, um, yeah, and it's and that was the segment. But the note I want to make here is this set it up really nice because the thing is is you put the two teams side by side you got darby and starks and they're basically on the same level and so the only outliers were really cage and sting and everybody knows like the age difference between cage and sting we know sting's older stuff like that but what this gave us was it's not 
unmatched. Sting's no. got age. He is not that same Sting, but he's showing us that he can still perform at a level that, with Darby at his side, is still good enough to take on Brian Cage, which I think yeah. really helps the angle. Because last week, Cage, in two moves, took Sting out. Yeah, and that was because like Sting was probably not taking it as seriously as he should have, and now he's taking it as seriously as he needs to exactly and so we're not necessarily looking at cage and sting on the same level because like i said we're well aware of the age stuff like that sting is still sting he's still great but this gave us that feeling that (laughs) sting actually does matter in this match because if he would have done this to ricky starks i don't think it would have made a difference but the fact that it was brian cage that that sting took out in this segment made it work Exactly. <sighs> so, um, let me get Tony Schiavone, Schiavone, Schiavo, uh, talking to uh, Miro, Kip, and Penelope about their wedding. <laughs> yeah, the wedding. Miro says he's going to destroy Orange Cassidy, uh, and then for Charles, he really likes him, and he wants Charles to come back. Charles can come back. It, it 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 will be uh uh not forget but forgive and yeah uh and then someone comes up and hands tony a note i fucking love this Uh, it says will you wrestle us at revolution yes no or maybe circle one (laughs) i'm like okay we are back in elementary school got it uh it was it was really good and then miro just says stop being a child basically uh no <laughs> pretty much yeah um next up we have the demise of brandon cutler <laughs> yeah brandon cutler versus jake hager um and like this isn't a bad thing for for cutler he got his match on dynamite he didn't necessarily do nothing he got offense he got offense like i'm not saying anything bad but it was just the fact that it was like you know Did he need cutler yeah, did, did we need to watch Cutler die? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, basically, the ending is Cutler's turned inside out by a big clothesline, and he, he loses. Yep. And then the inner circle just comes out and beats on the poor guy. Fuck like... you, Cutler. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but the Bucks make the save. Yeah, and which is great. Matt Jackson takes a hold of the mic, says, we don't have to wait for revolution. Uh Jericho, Max, get your asses out here. Music starts playing. And there's there's no Chris Jericho or MJF. Nope. We head off to the back and they're standing. The second this happened, I knew I didn't know what exactly was happening, but I knew who they had. Um, but they're standing in front of the, the truck from earlier with the Bucks face on it. And uh they said they found somebody walking around backstage. Uh and uh it's Papa Buck covered in blood out of it and i mean props to papa buck for for selling this (laughs) oh yeah it was like it worked yeah um and they end up (laughs) tossing him into i think it's matt's side first nick's side first nick's side um and then they they pull him back and toss him into matt's side of the truck the blood is yeah because he 
he kind of scrapes down Matt as he falls, and the only reason I know that is because Nyx only has blood on the forehead, whereas Matt's has blood forehead down to the chest. Okay. Um, but, uh, and they say, like, come pick up your trash, and they yeah. head off. Now, the Bucks have already run backstage at this time, and here's here's the, sh- the only shitty part about this segment, is we are well aware of how big daily's place is we watched kenny run out with the world title so the fact that the bucks ran out jericho and mjf did this whole bit and the bucks were just coming around the corner by the time jericho and mjf were gone i'm like that tunnel is literally 20 feet from where they like so I think that's the tunnel where Hager left through, though. So maybe they actually had to, like, super kick Hager and and them to kind of get through it. If we get something like that, like, that's where BTE can come into play. If they do something like that, I'm A-okay with it. It's just the thing is they ran back and then they did this whole segment. Because the thing is, yeah. I loved this segment. Oh, but it it's the great. fact that when they finally panned to the Bucks, where the Bucks were, like I said, we watched Kenny run out with the title belt. We know yeah. it takes 15 seconds to run from the ring to the parking lot. And yes. Jericho and MJF's bit there was a hell of a lot more than 15 seconds. I'm not saying it was yeah. five minutes. No, it was about a minute. But They took about a minute to... to... So, like, once they had smashed uh, Papa Buck into the truck is when the Bucks kind of came in uh, out for the run. And then they sat... there, Or no, just, just before they smashed him. So they were sitting yes. there talking. Uh, and the... And Papa Buck is bloodied, and it kind of cuts to the Buck, shows them go in, um, and then, and then it cuts back. right back. And for about, I'd say, about 45 seconds, they're, they're sitting there poking it's the promo, Papa. Yeah, throwing him, all that shit. But uh, yeah. anyways, uh, the Bucks finally show up, and Matt just sprints. And I love the camera angle we got here. Uh, MJF and Jericho are, are in a vehicle, in, like an SUV, and Matt's just running. And the SUV takes off. I thought Jericho was dead dead because they were right beside one of i can only assume was like a production truck or something and And the door was wide open oh my god i was terrified for jericho um uh but yeah and then it kind of goes to commercial quickly mm -hmm. uh, and then they come back and papa buck is being loaded into the ambulance and the good brothers are there the good brothers get in the ambulance with nick and then matt goes and gets mama like so okay so i i must have missed it doing the uh watch along in that because i was talking because i was confused why matt was still there i thought we were getting more from matt so he was there for his k thank you for clearing that up for me as i i watched it twice because i i had to make sure both members of good brothers got in yep as nick goes in he goes go get mom and Okay, I missed that. I like I must have been talking about the segment on the watch along. Um because and it I was would make sitting sense. there. They came I, from California, so yeah. they would have came in the same car. Yeah, because I, I was like, why the fuck is Matt staying? And then we didn't get anything by the end of the night, and I'm like, Why the fuck yeah. did Matt stay? Matt did not stay at Dynamite to produce when his no. father was in that state. I'm like, why did Matt stay? <laughs> Oh, yeah, the story, so it was, he had to go grab Mama Buck. Okay, so thank you for clearing that up for me. Yeah, so that was nice, but I don't understand why the Good Brothers got into the ambulance. 
they got history. I mean, they got history, yeah, but I think there's more to this. Potentially, well, yeah, we're we're getting so much build. There is something major. I I will say it every fucking episode if I have to until it pays off. Which I mean, the thing is, is the announcement of Paul White this week is really showing it. This is the year to be a pro wrestling fan. If you were at any time a pro wrestling fan, if you've fallen out of it, anything like that, now is the time to start watching again. This year... Yeah, it is better than it's ever been. This year will be the year for pro wrestling. I think this is probably the year where wrestling starts to make that resurgence similar to the Attitude Era, where mainstream media is going to be okay talking about it. It's gonna, it's gonna end up being fully mainstream by the end of the year. We're gonna have some of the biggest things that we never expected to happen. I mean, the end of last year brought us Sting in AEW. This year, we've got Paul White, the Big Show in AEW. We know. The borders are open for almost anywhere, whether it be crossovers, contracts. Short of resurrections, anything can happen. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. Tony Khan might be able to pull off some shit. We, we might see yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage next week on... I was about to say, what, are we going to get freaking um, Andre the Giant? Like... Oh, no. Oh, no. Huh? We're finally getting that Big Show Shaq match. You only just noticed this, eh? People immediately started posting Book It with the picture of Shaq versus Big Show. I saw one photo and I scrolled right past it and never thought again until this conversation here. Like, because like, I saw it and I was like, ew, and I scrolled past it. Oh, fuck. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think so. Let's see how Shaq does in this tag team match next week, maybe, and, and then I might be okay with it. <laughs> maybe if Shaq can move and actually do something, fine. But I don't think they actually do it if Shaq doesn't have a solid match. Yeah. Um. When was the... Speaking of Shaq, when was the Shaq Jade... Was it? Okay, because I don't have it marked down for some reason. Um. Sure next. And I'm glad we finally had, even if it wasn't, we'll talk about it. We had a quick promo piece talking about the the tag match next week and that. And uh, we finally saw Jade in the ring uh, in this promo package. Very little, but we saw her in the ring finally, knowing that, you know, now knowing that they're not just practicing their free throws, thinking that that will help them in a professional wrestling ring. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. That's basically it. So yeah, once once we've dealt with the Bucks loading up Papa Buck, uh, we do go right to this recap of Shaq and the Cargill stuff and and all that. Basically, it is just runs down exactly what's happened. Shows them training. Um, doesn't show anything to do with Cody like talking to the screen wise. I don't think, but uh, it's mainly just uh, Shaq and Jade talking. Okay, from what I remember. That's fine. We're we're leading up. It it'll happen and then that'll be that. Um Yeah, I don't see this being a long story. No, it's done as of next week. Yeah. Um We move on to the singles match, Isaiah Cassidy with Matt Hardy and TH two versus Adam Page. Yeah. Um interesting that TH two is there, obviously, uh from last week, and then this is another one of those instances where watching 
BTE helps. Um, and I had a little issue here, but I'll get to it in a second. So at one point, TH2 distract Aubrey Edwards, the ref. Yeah. Matt ends up hitting Paige and tossing him into the post. Yeah. And that. Um, and the second Paige's arm was injured, and they're like, he can't hit the buckshot. I'm like, well, no, he's going to hit Deadeye. Like, duh. But anyways, Silver and Reynolds come out and are pointing out the fact that, you know, Paige is out on the outside. He wasn't before. And Matt's there. So Aubrey kicks Matt out. But here's where my, my issue is. And I, I, I made a point on the watch along. It's all technicality. But in a sense, at that point, Aubrey's, you know, kicking Matt out because he obviously got involved with Paige. Shouldn't that in turn get TH2 kicked out as well? Because it was an intentional distraction. The refs are not stupid. It was an intentional no. distraction, and they should have been out too. That's very true. The one thing, though, it seems like Dark Order thought that too, and when they realized they weren't, they decided to stay out. Yes, like, because I was looking, and, and I wasn't sure if they stayed out. And when they did, I was like, okay, maybe something else will happen. But I just, like I said, I know it's a technicality, and I know they didn't get physically involved, but sometimes the, the people getting kicked out, they they don't get physically involved. They they get kicked out because they've been a distraction. And in that sense, like I said, yeah. intentional distraction, allowing somebody else to get physically involved. It made sense with the Dark Order staying out, but that was one of those scenarios where I was like, nah, like, no, it, it, it very they true. should have been gone. Um, during one of the commercials, I was reminded of John Cena hosting the new Wipeout. Yep. That, I, uh, that premieres April 1st. It does? Yes. Happy birthday, you joke. <laughs> uh, Fuck you. <laughs> but, um, I'm actually, I really love Wipeout. So that's I did too. I fucking, like, I'm a huge fan of Wipeout. When they announced that it was coming back, I was like, cool. And then they were like, it's John Cena and Nicole Byer, who I watch on, uh, what is that fucking show called on Netflix? It's a baking competition. Nailed it. Okay. <clears throat> it's hilarious. It, it's basically, they've, they've got the professional, uh, baker and they do up all these crazy things. And then they have random people who can't bake try and recreate these baking masterpieces if you've not seen it it's not wrestling related but it's a fantastic show to watch on netflix there's like five seasons that's great but this uh, nicole but, Byer yeah. uh hosts that and so that's why when i saw it was her i like her on nailed it and then i mean john cena yeah like it's john freaking cena so i'm like uh... april 1st can't come soon enough for freaking wipeout uh, yeah, and I, you know Cena's just gonna die when people just fail. Like... There, there is already some good clips, like the promotional clips of Cena making comments, uh, uh, like during the show, and I'm like, this is gonna be so much better than the original. Like, I loved the original with um, I can't remember the other two, but the I can, they were I going... can see them, I can see them now. I can't remember their names. But I can see them. Uh, but I just love the and good night and big balls. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh and man. I'm sorry, Cena needs to carry that on. He needs to keep doing that. Oh, I I agree a hundred percent. Um. Uh. But yeah, that was that was something I remembered. I heard the announcement. Uh, probably about a year ago now. 
when uh, he was going to be a, the new host for Wipeout. Uh, and then that happened. I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. I I want to I want to run Wipeout one day. Oh, I would love to. It's do like... That. And like Big Brother would be one of those two game shows that I really want to be on. Yeah, I, I was supposed to apply to Big Brother this past fall, and I never had I'm, the time. I'm going to apply to it the next time around. The new one just happened. I'm going to apply to the next one, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's premiering. I mean, this isn't wrestling related, but I mean, we're here to chat anyways as well. Yeah, it, it yeah. premieres uh, in March. And sadly, on Wednesdays. It, oh. it premieres on a Wednesday, so I will be watching it Thursday mornings. Um, uh, but yeah. I, I, if nothing pops up in my life, uh, I will be applying this fall for next season. <laughs> yeah. oh, could you imagine if we both got in? Then that'd be hilarious. It wouldn't be the first time Big Brother did something crazy like that. But the worst part is we'd see each other and be like, "Nice to meet you." <laughs> oh yeah, we'd play it off, and then as soon as the moment to go to the back, it'd be like, "All right, so let's be real here." Like, how <laughs> like, the fuck are we doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, they did it with uh back a few seasons ago with brothers would we be allowed to two sweet each other would that would would they get in trouble we can try (laughs) (laughs) we can try tune in next spring on uh like what is that on global canada i think it is for for big brother canada we are going to do our best to be on it (laughs) yeah if you just see people walking around just going like that just two sweeting each other it's us yeah it's us (laughs) Keep an eye out, like honestly, at this point, keep an eye out because I will be applying. Uh, oh, I will be too. I, but, I love that show. Anyways, back to Isaiah Cassidy versus Adam Page. Um, that was After that, that was commercial break. The worst segue we've ever had in a sense. Um, I know, but it's but <laughs> the match is good. They keep targeting Adam's uh arm, and we literally yeah. get the finish. I said, like they're targeting the arm. Adam has two finishing moves. His, his, his the buckshot lariat is not his only finisher. He used it's just the, been his go to. Yeah, he he used the dead eye for a long time. So sure enough, we get the dead eye. That's the win. Um, and then we hear Matt Hardy yelling. Yeah, he's it's he's like it's gone almost back to his omnipotent um I can't remember how to say that word omnipresent voice. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's just talking over everybody. Everybody's fucking confused. They're like, where's Matt? Yeah, they're like, there's no Titan Tron, there's no nothing. Like, where the hell's Matt? Then all of a sudden Matt comes out through the through the face tunnel and sends uh five of the Dark Order off the stage into the table. Yeah. Yeah, he says he offers offered Paige the world, uh, and that he's gonna hurt him and everybody he cares about. Uh, in the dark order and yeah he tosses five off the stage into the ring bell uh ring announcer table sitting there um yeah poor five poor five he doesn't do anything to deserve this stuff he just got accepted by dark order too like uh uno was just like hey you know we're, we're really proud of you five like like just go figure five finally gets recognition and then they're like let's kill him on dynamite <laughs> Like he he got the the emails working for Dark Order again, which like, I finally got. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Finally like, got my acceptance. On. We come are on, five deserves better. Yes, he does. Hashtag five deserves, five deserves better. Yes. Um, but uh, people think that's an Umbrella Academy thing. Oh jeez, 
But uh, we get next this segment, which um, I have an interesting note later when we're going through our of the nights. But it, it's it's Omega and Callus. Uh, Alex Marvez is trying to um, trying to uh, get an interview. They're like working on something. Kenny's just banging on a piece of metal. There's guys grinding <laughs> in the back. And they say they're working on the Moxley Extermination Chamber. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Well, we've talked about it. This match is going to have some crazy shit. There is more than just the ring that is going to be involved. Yeah, it's not just like, the ring with barbed wire and explosions. There's a ton of shit. Like, this is I going imagine, to be the nuttiest thing ever yeah. seen. I imagine there won't be the fans that are normally there. Like, uh, it is going to be empty. That's why I said I expect them to be in the the stadium. Because, I mean, like, yeah. they're, they're going to have to do all that setup. Because, like, the wrestlers won't be there. And the thing is, they're selling tickets. So, if they're, if they're doing it in Daly's place, uh, I mean, they already weren't selling the lower portion. But they're definitely not selling the lower portion of seats if this match is happening. Oh, hell no. The worst part is this will be one of the only times we ever probably see a match like this in AEW, which it, it because, shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be a regular thing. But the thought that like, cause we're going to get fans back at one point, And like the fact that we may never see something like this again is like, Ooh, <laughs> well, it's because the danger of shrapnel getting sent into fans. eye isn't there. Yeah. Like the thing is, is some companies do, do this shit with fans and it's it's dangerous it's dangerous oh i bet fans have gotten cut before yeah like, AEW's not going to take that risk like no. independence like there's a lot of risk with independence doing it but the independence can risk it more than a a big yeah. company on a global scale you're less likely to get sued as a smash wrestling than you are as a wwe yeah exactly i mean it can still happen both ways but yes but you're, it's less likely. Um, but we get that. It, it really isn't much of anything. And then they start grinding as Omega's still talking. So you can't even hear half the shit he says. Yeah. Like, it was it was shitty. Um, it, it was bad. But at the same time, like, it worked, I think. It was kind of funny. It was like that. It's just, like, exactly what you would expect Kenny to be doing. Yeah, that's fair. The, it is fair it's it just it came off awkward but yeah it was a bit weird um we get neither rose versus Britt baker um the first bit of the match i was not happy with uh with Britt throwing the fit and walking out and walking around and i thought she was just gonna get counted out the ref wasn't even counting from what i could tell mm -hmm. but the second half of the match after that the second half um I once again referencing the watch along there. Um I thought they did great. Uh yeah. I think they've both shown that they are not the same performer that they were when they got signed. I thought they both did actually really well. Absolutely. Uh, I um, I think that it would have been nice to see Britt go over Nyla this time because yes. the last time Nyla got the win last uh but Well, the thing is is it's going I don't know what we're going to get in the end. I would assume the Japanese side of the bracket is winning the tournament and facing Shida. Now, I would think so. Shida may retain. I'll say that. Yeah. 
but I would assume the Japanese side because the thing is they've got to fly them over anyways for the match, the for yeah. that finals match. So why not put them in the the women's world title match? I think as well, it's going to be the one that kind of has the similar gimmick, or maybe not gimmick, but look to Okada. Oh, uh, Ryo Mizunami, I think it is. That's who I thought it was, but I wasn't a hundred percent certain. Yeah. I think she's gonna win. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that'd be a good bout from from what I've seen of Ryo Mizunami. I mean, <laughs> good performer. Yeah. Like I said, I I have high praise for for all of the all of the Joshi wrestlers on that side of the bracket. They were all fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so so Nyla and Britt go at it. Uh, and uh, Nyla picks up the win with a beast bomb. Uh, yep. Pretty good. Uh, we get a beast bombs. Pardon? Two beast bombs. Yes, yes. That that's right. Um. We get a we get a video package about FTR and Jurassic Express, just recapping, talking about what's going to happen, talking about Tully coming out of retirement. I didn't realize it's been that long that he's been retired. Like thirty years, they said something. Yeah, like as long as Jericho has been in the ring, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like, like long time, long time. Yeah. Um, and then we head off. Yeah, and it's interesting to say that the four horsemen are still prominent on TV today in 2021. Three of the four. Yeah, horsemen. I was going to say three of them at least. Yeah, because I mean, J.J. Dillon and then Ole Anderson, obviously. Um, yeah. How, however you consider it there. I mean, I haven't seen either of them. But I mean, you got Arn, you got Tully, and you got Rick. Like, th- that is 2021. Holy fuck. 2021 and the four horsemen are still a thing. Like, like, like yeah wow um but we we head off into our main event here lance archer versus ray phoenix in the qualifier for the face of the revolution ladder match at revolution um do you want to watch two people kill each other because that's what we just watched i if you want to talk about some of the spots sure but this is another one of those situations where i'm telling you go and watch this yeah, well, the only one that I I love whenever I see this, the Spanish fly from the top rope. I Jesus am addicted Christ. to that move. It like, is nuts. Well, Moxley said it best. I am addicted to that shit. Like, yeah, I love seeing shit like that, where all of a sudden, big dude looks like he's about to hit the power move, and the little dude just goes, Wee! Yeah. <laughs> like... It it was good. Um, like the match was just utterly fantastic. Uh, Jake Roberts getting involved at one point. Uh, I've made the point a few weeks now. Uh, Phoenix keeps hitting that that dive and and almost clearing the barricade. This week he did end up in the in the crowd, but he still did catch himself. I'm like he keeps going higher and higher every week. So the next time he hits that, he misses the rail completely. Probably. <laughs> Like the guy is just insane, and I, I love, love it. him. I love and him. and I love that my my introduction to him was Lucha Underground because he was literally introduced in a fatal four way against his brother Aerostar and Drago, and they're like these four luchadors are now a part of our re- promotion. That was basically the match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
sure. Why not? <laughs> but, uh... Like, and now look at what's going on. It's amazing. It was great. Uh, Lance Archer picks up the win with the blackout, and I like at the end, he lifts up Phoenix, gives a fist bump, and we close the show. Yeah. So, that was really cool. That was really cool. It was a really good show. Um... So, I mean, over the course of three shows, we got some awesome stuff. Zip lines, table matches, broken broken bones, broken hand, broken leg, stuff from NXT. Um, I love how they ran that double broken hand for, for Wesley and then broken leg for Casey. I was like, okay, we're just breaking shit now. Um, well, I, like we said, I, it feels like the Casey one was the planned one, and then it seems like they're just kind of tossing the Wesley one in. Yeah, to, to, to fill in for something. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get information on it, but More until then. Yeah. So, off on to our ratings. Uh, out of five, what did you give Impact Wrestling? I gave it a 3.5. It honestly, like we have said, they do their after pay per view shows worse than their second to after the pay per view show. Yeah. Like, this show was amazing like top to bottom <laughs> so i surprisingly actually gave it lower than last week fair i gave it a 2.5 um there was some great stuff in it um and as we go through our other segments here i'll be able to explain myself a bit more without giving anything else away uh there was some great stuff but i felt like there was like this point and then i didn't care and then there was this point, and then I didn't care. And that's, I very, just, fair. that's I, very fair. I struggled, basically, is what I'm trying to say there. Um, yeah, no, but I, I can see that. I'll get into that more after, uh, obviously, um, as you can with why you gave it a better rating. Uh, Dynamite. Um, oh, Dynamite. No. Um, <laughs> overall, I gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Okay. It was a good show um there were some places where it could get better but i i think it was probably the best show of the week so uh i gave it a three um okay that's fair. same deal i thought i thought it was good um but it was obviously this week was not meant to be the star show that is no, next week sure. going into revolution so they definitely had a bit of a of a downswing not saying it wasn't it wasn't a good show but, um, and I mean, still in two hours, we accomplished a lot, but normally yes. coming out of those two hours, I'm like, holy fuck, there's so much to go over. This week was actually paced, which is weird that I'm giving it a, a, a lower score, but it was paced nicely. They didn't try and crowd too much in, but yeah. at the same time, I don't know. I wanted more because I'm so used to in those two hours, they somehow fit so much in and they make me care about it that this week I was like. They didn't fit as much in as normal, and and I just I feel like there's still something left to be desired from it from this week. For for sure, yeah, I can understand that entirely. Uh, and then NXT. So I gave it a three point five. It was a solid show, like absolutely. <clears throat> uh, let me find mine here. I gave it a three point two five. I actually gave it slightly higher. Um. That's fair. That that is fair. Um, 
there were certain things that worked a bit better on this one than Dynamite, I'll agree. I think where I liked Dynamite a bit better was more or less the fact that um, we we had these stories for the Moxley and Kenny stuff where we don't really know what we're going to get, and I'm really excited for that. Yep. Whereas the for me, the Karrion Cross and Escobar match just kind of seemed tossed in for, for Cross, and I didn't really get it as a whole i get that escobar had mentioned cross's name and whatever it just it didn't feel like we needed this big of a match for what was going on but it was still a good match yeah yeah like like i like for sure it it overall it's definitely like why is cross involved here i agree there um the only reason i gave it slightly better not saying AEW didn't keep up with it but very little within nxt was there anything outside of current ongoing storylines I, I i felt nxt this week was really really solid in there like here are our stories here's where we're going we want you to know what we're doing and it felt really good for uh we always talk about that casual viewer stuff like that i felt like if somebody were to have tuned into this episode and they hadn't watched nxt for a long time they from top to bottom could have gotten a pretty damn good gist of what was going on yeah, that's very fair because like we showed a lot of recaps of things and and yeah. Yeah. It, it was a really decent show for if you were a first time viewer, but as a person who's now been viewing it two months in a row, I know what's going on. Um and I I feel like Karrion Cross should be doing something more. Um from what I was reading, uh the biggest reason they haven't yet is they're getting this whole undisputed era thing out of the way and we're supposed right. to be getting Balor and Cross at Mania. Okay, that's fair. So like it was kind of Mania Mania like or like on Mania like takeover. From what I read Mania. Good. And Io Shirai better be on that card too. Cuz there was something being said about running the takeovers as well, but the current thing is just to throw them on Mania to fill the two nights. But and I know this car sounds... subject to fucking change, right? <laughs> yeah, I know this sounds kind of redundant, but if the tag titles aren't being defended, have all three tag teams fight each other. Hell, bring the UK champions too. Have all four. NXT versus Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, like just so that way we know the NXT champions are being acknowledged on Mania. Like, if say the titles aren't being defended for either brand. Why not just put them all in an eight-man tag match or something? Yeah, battle of supremacy between the tag teams. What, like, is, is Raw and SmackDown the superior tag team, or is NXT the superior tag team? Hell, tag even put put it in a, as a four corners. Hmm. Have them all represent themselves, Raw, Smack. Like, yeah, I was just trying to think of a quick way to make it, like, just, like, a ten-minute match. But, my, yeah. my only issue with putting them, like, the four-on-four, because four, it's, like, it's not bad, but then we still have the issue of these guys are the main roster, these guys aren't. That's where exactly. my only issue is. So I'd be totally cool, cool with the four corners. My only thing is I want it to be a proper four corners tag. One of each team is in So a fatal four-way. Fatal four-way four-way tag i do not want the two guys in the ring and then the tagging out it especially for the tag titles it makes it kind of messy and give them 25 minutes because i'm sure by that point uh like whoever we have the belts on because setting up for mania they'll obviously swap the belts onto who they want um yes. to to really show off their division um new day i could see if they aren't doing anything 
I'd, I'd even say keep it on the Hurt business because then we put well, was, Lashley in the yeah. main event, right? I was more thinking of the SmackDown ones, but I guess they are on Raw. Yeah, b- sadly, Biggie's the one on on SmackDown. Uh, but WWE doesn't really care. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like that'd but, be really it'll be cool the, the second quarterly of the month Invitational. Moving on. Um, <laughs> sticking with ratings here this week, I or this podcast, I actually remembered because normally I'm a dumbass when it comes Whee! to this. Twitter polls. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, excuse me. Impact Wrestling. Seventy-one point four percent of voters thought Impact was a great show. Twenty-eight point six percent are sitting on the fence, and we had nobody vote to say that it was a bad show. And I I can totally agree with that. Like, I can't see why you would think it was a bad show, but I can see why you didn't get everything on it. Yeah, like, that's why. I'm like, I gave it a 2.5, 50% passing grade type deal. It wasn't a bad yeah. show. No. Um, But yeah, uh, AW Dynamite, we had 83, 83.3% thinking it was a great show, 16.7% uh, percent sitting on the fence. And NXT was an overall 100% on a great show. So, like, I I heard an interesting term on Impact calling it the midweek wars. I think it was Matt Stryker who said it. Midweek wars. And our ratings, uh, not only ourselves, but our Twitter polls, really go on to show that that these midweek wars, honestly, because involving Impact in there, We've got three really decent shows in the middle of the week. Yeah. It, it, wrestling is no longer Fridays and Mondays. Yeah. Like, like it excites me that, that that's the kind of stuff. We literally just need a show on Thursday and we have wrestling all week. Yeah. But then I never get a break. <laughs> Which, I mean, isn't a bad thing in a sense. But at the same time, Thursday nights... Uh, even though I usually tend to still end up watching wrestling, Thursday nights are my classic wrestling nights. I go back and watch old shit. The Thursday nights, I'll either classic watch something wrestling. to do with wrestling or honestly, depending on if Tampa Bay is playing, I'll watch their hockey game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will admit I've watched uh, wrestling over the hockey games the last few times just because I don't want to stay up until 10 to watch the game and then stay up until four to watch two wrestling shows. Oh, come on. <laughs> Oh, but moving on from our ratings, we're going to get into our of the nights. Uh, Obviously, starting off with our uh, match of the night, uh, starting with Impact. Okay, so I I, kind of give it to two matches here. Okay. I give it to Diener versus Jake something, as well as Moose versus Jake something. So, funny story... That is also my match of the night category. That exactly. <laughs> I have a feeling I know who your superstar wrestler performer of the night is too. No, we'll wait till we get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the two matches, the tables match was fantastic. And <coughs> exactly, I mean, you know, the story, I'm still like, where the fuck are we going here? But it was it was a fantastic match. It was what that match needed to be as to the physicality in that. Absolutely. Um, and then Jake and Moose. I'm happy Jake got that showing, made Moose look good, make made Jake look good, and it actually kept me entertained and intrigued. Oh yeah. 
I was so amazed with that. Um, Dynamite. Archer versus Phoenix. Phoenix. Yep. Yep. I. I don't even think we need to defend it. That that is one of those matches where if you have not seen it, go and watch it. If you did watch it, watch it again. Yeah. Because you probably learned something. It's that good. I mean, you want to see two guys with fantastic psychology of pro wrestling while incorporating flips on both sides, being a big man who can go being Lance Archer and stuff like that. It was great. It was great. So, uh, and NXT. Uh, I gave it to Loomis versus Gargano. Nice. Nice. Um, that was a really good match for me. I gave it to Io Shirai versus Zoe Stark, actually. Um because, like, I mean, for Zoe Stark not having really an established name on the NXT brand yet, you know, really just, like, the one or two showings last week as a singles, and then I think there was something with the tag title or the tag tournament or something. Um, getting that shot against EO and making people feel like, okay, this person who we had no clue who it was a few weeks ago is is in a non-title match with the, the champion and is actually, like making yeah. the champion try this isn't a like, like easy win like didn't make her like sweat but didn't make her uh have an easy time either if shirai would have been off her game like this is a way to look at it if shirai would have been having an off night as all performers do in every sport zoe stark could have picked up the win that is how good zoe stark did in that match yeah, because Stark was on her game, whereas Shirai was probably just kind of in mid. We could say, like, she was in, in her game, but she's more, like, mid-season sort yeah. of form. But Shirai sort of is thing. just that good, though. That That's that's the exactly. thing with Shirai. She's just that talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. We're obviously going to get a better match with Tony, but. Yeah, oh, more than likely, yeah. Uh, um, but segment of the night, um. Uh, impact obviously first all of the scott demore ones all of them same really <laughs> yeah because his his opening one made me really care that the tna title was reinstated him him being like you know a, a company i helped build and stuff like that uh his his end of the night was great his, his one midway through with uh uh Myers Cardona and Myers. Cardona and that was fucking great. That that gave me more of a laughable one, which was nice. Yeah, but um, his, his character is feeling like Vince and it's good. It's working really well. Like Yeah. And I also partially give my segment of the night to the Swingers Palace because That's fine. I just That's fine. Cuz the thing is like if I'm giving it to all three of Scott's promos because that middle one made me laugh, I've got to give it to the other part that made me laugh, which was the Swingers Palace. Because, I don't know, there's something about Saban. I'm just... I, yeah. I think if you would have taken the one line out from Saban, the, I love this place, I yeah. it wouldn't have made it. But him but, doing that... Like... Pardon? The, the don't mess this up for us. I yeah. love place yeah that alone made me die and i was like sure fucking segment of the night why not yeah um dynamite that's i yes i gave it to sting and darby's segment not necessarily the match but just the the segment after the match yeah Yeah. so i actually had to split mine up into three (laughs) okay 
Um, Mox's promo, the MJF and Jericho piece, Fair. and Sting and Darby. Yeah, that 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 bit, because all three of them are making me care more about Revolution. They are setting up this pay per view as something fantastic. Yes, and it, it, those three things made me so excited for the specific things. Like I was already excited for Mox and Kenny and hearing Mox give that actual heartfelt, passionate promo was great. Um, MJF and Jericho gave me a reason to care about them facing the Bucks. You know, it might've yeah. been a, a, a kind of an evident way of going about it, but they made me care. And the way they did it is, was just so, you know, it was so heel of them. Yeah. It was great. And then um, Sting and Darby was just, Top to bottom, Jericho. fucking fantastic. I want to say props to Jericho for not immediately shooting back at WWE for shooting his name out. Yes. Uh, like, there was no shot back from Dynamite, and everybody always just assumes as soon as a shot's fired, they're going to respond. Yeah, like, like he brought, like, he would have brought out, like, the, the lexicon of, like, yeah. Champion again or something, like what they did. Like, like even if that would have just been off to the side or something, like, it's nice that they didn't. Yeah. Like, if they do it eventually, sure. But it's nice that they didn't do it right away. Yeah, because it makes them, it makes them, when they do that, it makes them look slightly petty. Yeah. Which, which sucks, but. <clears throat> they can have Jericho come back out with the lexicon and be like, really, WWE, you're, you think you're funny? Yeah. But other than that, <clears throat> that's all we really need and we didn't need it the first week after it happened agreed agreed yep um and then nxt segment of the night the ending stuff yeah adam cole and all that yeah yeah uh mine is cameron grimes just kidding it's the adam cole segment Right, I don't believe you. I think I'm gonna need you to send me your file. <laughs> oh, it's Adam Cole. Trust me. Just wait. Just wait. Oh, I yeah. I... <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> it's Adam Cole. My segment of the night, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said when we were talking about it, I bought into it. There was a bit of me that I'm like, this bastard isn't like isn't telling the truth, but like. I like these Undisputed Era guys. I want to believe him. Yeah. And then he just crushed yeah. my heart. It really felt like the the Bucks turning on Cole. You know, um, Adam Cole, I felt bad that the Bucks killed you. I don't now. <laughs> I feel bad that they poisoned you with a monster. Now I don't. <laughs> now I'm happy they did. Now I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> you know, in BTE lore, even though he'll in, be back. In- Oh, he! Oh, can you imagine? He'll he'll fucking... he'll jump ship. He will. As soon as his contract's up, he's jumping ship. I I will put money on it. I would. I at one point I might have said no because of how good Undisputed Era is, but now looking at like no, bye. Nope. They broke him up. <laughs> well, I'm thinking by. there's a reason they broke him up. They're gonna give him a last prominent story to try and sell him on a new contract, but I don't think like that's the thing. I don't think Hunter's dumb. I think Hunter sees the writing on the wall. And the thing is, they can't bury him. Because that makes them as a company look awful. Yeah. So he's like, we'll give him one last good storyline. Hope Hopefully. he re-signs. And it if he doesn't... It, you know? Yeah. But... So, 
But uh, yeah, I I don't see a world where 2021, assuming his contract ends in 2021, uh, where Adam Cole remains with WWE. I don't either. And as much as people might say, oh, and he's going to immediately jump ship to AEW. Yeah. What's your point? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, big fucking whoop. Like, that gives me shit that I want to see. It's not like they're pulling some random WWE guy. Adam Cole is a name well before WWE. Exactly. And he was established on BTE well before WWE. Yeah. Like... I'm sorry, there is no way you can complain that Adam Cole makes a debut in the Dynamite at some point. And I imagine his contract's up in 2021. I would assume, yeah. Um, Performer of the night, I think Impacts is pretty evident. It kind of is, but I also gave it... So, mine's to Jake something. Yes. But it's also to Scott Demore. Sure, yeah, because, I mean, we were praising his segment, so, yeah, sure. Uh, minus strictly yeah. Jake something, I never even thought for Scott. Um, but Jake killed it. <laughs> yeah, no, Jake was absolutely insane. Um, Dynamite, performer. Dynamite, I gave it to Lance Archer. Lance Archer, nice. Um, I gave it to Sting. There you go. No, um, that's, that's actually a really good one. I mean, never, like I said, never thought I'd see a Stinger Splash in 2021. Never thought I'd see a Scorpion Death Drop in 2021. And I, as I said, when we were talking about the segment, it made me feel like he was the equal to Cage going into this match where Darby's the equal to Ricky. So. Okay. Just kind of quickly, because I found Adam Cole's contract situation quickly. In... June 8th, 2020, there was a post that said he had about 18 months left on his contract. That would be probably... So So it'll in, be next year. Uh, It'll be... If, it, if this was June 8th, 2020, if it's 18 months, he, he could make appearance in 2021 in, like, September. Where do you get September if that was June and they're saying 18 months? Because if you June, go to June, June 28, 2020, so that's already, so that'll be one year. If, if the article was posted in June of 2020 and they're saying he had 18 months. Yeah. Come that would... June this year, that's still six months left on his contract. So that's, that's December. That's Sorry, December yeah. slash January Sorry. of next year. That that's why I said he'll be with them by next year. Sorry, yeah, I I was thinking it was um fucking January almost like the oh the no worries the start of the like I was just getting confused. Well, it's just the 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 date you gave me for the article. I was like, hold on, one of our maths aren't lining up. But then again, I mean, this is a wrestling um, podcast, not math. <laughs> although, as well, Sportskedia on the seventh said he signed a new deal. Huh. Huh. I don't know. I don't believe it. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Yeah, that's all we have to really do is wait and see. Yeah, and then tomorrow we, we get Adam Cole request his release or something. Like, 
Why I was just about to say Adam Cole is released from WWE oh, is all. Could you imagine? No rumors that he requested it. He's just released. Everybody goes, uh, what? Like, like way to leave us with this storyline. Like, yeah, yeah. And then through the whole, the rest of the undisputed era storyline, it says this dumbass just decided to destroy everything and then yeah, leave. Because we can't even name him because we know yeah. where he's going. <laughs> There's, uh, like, they, they'll come up with a new nickname, like, the week before he leaves for him. Uh, something, some kind of insult to his character of some kind. And that's what they'll call him for the rest of time. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, and performer of the night for NXT. Uh, I gave it to Cross and Escobar because giving them match of the night didn't feel right because they didn't, like, to me, their match didn't feel like it needed to be there. Yep. But they did have a fucking insane match. I gave my performer of the night to Cross and Escobar. I also would like to put in a side note for Casey here. Because there are a very few people who can sell an injury the way she did. And I was very impressed because a lot of people might look at her like someone who came from another area can't really perform the way a wrestler should and this just proves she's actually going to become a proper performer yeah so. yeah she did good for sure you can call me a casey fanboy all you want it's i do don't worry uh moving on to my favorite uh segment here worst of the night my worst of the night for today is you uh but moving on uh... <laughs> that was rude. shots fucking fired pew 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 uh <laughs> worst of the night for impact for you i gave it to edwards and hernandez because like of course that's what was gonna fucking happen like yeah um so i already kind of gave my worst of the night when i gave my rating there was only certain parts i cared about and the rest of the matches were just there i mean we, we talked about it through the results the the contenders for the women's tag titles neither of them were technically tag teams like jazz they, they, and grace they were they were in the tournament and that's fine but, but that's but their not, only tag experience yeah like they're they're not a a team in a sense like, if we absolutely have to bring back the beautiful people and let fire and flavor beat them sure yeah um but yeah, so like that, uh, like you said, the the Hernandez and Eddie Edwards and all that shit just kind of sucked. It um, just didn't need to exist. The good, like, the good brothers match really didn't need to be there. It didn't make me care about the good brothers. It didn't make me care about Triple XL. But then again, we did have the beneficial matches. But but the worst of it was that. 50 to 60 percent of the card was shit that i didn't care and it so, didn't need to be there yeah your issue is the 50 50 booking on the entire show yeah yeah we we know that we can give all these storylines something to go with we've got two hours we know what a two-hour show can do we've got three two-hour shows that we're covering in this podcast and the other two did great so why did you do a 50 50 booking of uh, people would care about this segment and then like here yeah so I don't know. That that was mine for that. Um Dynamite. AEW. I gave it stuff. to Miro segment stuff because it felt late. Like, why didn't we get this the week after it happened? 
I gave it to three things. That's fine. Gave it to that. Yeah. Because I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just, it was late. That is my exact reason as well. Why are we like now two, three weeks removed from this wedding and just now getting them? Like we had a video package last week of Miro being like, ah, and that was it. I'm like, why are we holding off on this? My theory is that Kip and Penelope did go on a, a honeymoon. Potentially. And they've only just come back now, but... Sure. I just... I don't know. It was like, you guys kind of let this, the, the, all the fire behind this. You're, you're down to just, like, embers now. Like, you, you waited. Um, A little, yeah. Just, like, even if it was just Miro and Charles to push the story while they were on... Yeah. Um, honeymoon, who cares? Exactly. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just it needed to be done earlier. My second, which <clears throat> I I'm being picky here with this one, we got this huge announcement earlier in the day. Paul White has signed with AEW. Um, you know, tune in tonight for more information. And yeah. it was a side note on commentary. Oh yeah, he'll be here next week, and this is the new show. And I'm like, we we like. We couldn't even have a video of him. Like, all these guys are doing videos on their cell phones in their cars. Fucking put him in his car and have him be like, I'm so excited to join the AEW team and I'll see you guys next week at Dynamite. There was nothing. Maybe we'll get some, some what's it called, uh, social media stuff. But yeah, it definitely needed to happen. But I'm like, it was a huge announcement. The fucking wrestling world exploded that morning. I- Maybe and they, they have the right music for him and they just didn't want him to come out to nothing. Because, I mean, I know I wouldn't let somebody come out to what they did to Keith Lee. But, or... but see, that's that's the thing. I'm okay that he wasn't in the ring. But it was the fact that the note of Paul White signing was literally side mentioned on commentary. Like, Paul White signed. He'll be here next week. And uh, he's doing commentary for the new show. Yes, it was a bit odd. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You just signed this veteran, this guy that was just with your competition for 22 years. And it's an out of the blue signing. Nobody expected it. And you're not capitalizing. You're not capitalizing. Like I said, even a phone thing with him. Like, we got a quick message from the newest signee, Paul White. And literally, as I just said, him being like, I'm so excited to join the AEW team. I'll see you guys next week on Dynamite. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Make me care that he got signed and they didn't. No, it's very true. My final worst of the night was Omega's segment. We gave Mox this great promo and all we got from Omega was some weird mechanic shop segment where we couldn't hear most of it because the other guys in the segment apparently don't fucking know how tv works and how we like to hear somebody and it just like i love that they're setting up and trying to make it feel serious and i know omega's always kind of been jokey in a sense but it felt really jokey for what we're setting up for. And then just the way everything else happened in the segment. I was like, we gave Mox something fucking great. 
And then we kind of made Omega look like a kind of a joke going into the Go Home show. So my thought process here is um, that seeing as Kenny was in the this room where there weren't any TVs or anything, he didn't see the Moxie promo. So next week, we're actually going to get his response to the promo. Okay, then we should have just left this off then. Because it Fine. just... It... But that was my, that's my only theory, is he didn't see the Moxley promo, so he didn't think he needed to be serious this week. Okay, but, so, take, take my point of that away, like, get the other two fucking guys out of that room so I can actually care about this promo. That that part I totally agree. That part I totally agree with, but on a, on a storytelling spot, I could see it being Kenny just didn't know he needed to respond in a serious yeah. way this week. Fine. I Like like I said, I will give that, but the segment, the way it was produced, there was way too many people there, especially you're talking Don Callis, who is yeah. an executive vice president for a company. He should have known enough to be like... Audible, yeah. If he called an audible right there and just said, stop. Yeah. Like... like, like continuing the segment or even i'm sorry it could have been as easy as like okay we're stopping the shoot you guys can't be fucking doing this as kenny's talking yeah exactly and let's re-roll it like it was just it wasn't good it it was awkward for sure but so um but i i i can see if say next week we get no response to what moxley said i will totally retract what i just said about their him not seeing the promo whatever Mm -hmm. but based on the assumption he was in this room building this extermination chamber he didn't see the promo didn't think he needed to which is fair yep yeah exactly um see I can praise Omega week to week. I mean, he's my best friend, you know, story there, uh, as always. Um, but I can dislike stuff too. Welcome yes. to pro wrestling. Thank you for Absolutely. tuning in. Uh, NXT worst of the night. Do you want to guess? Uh, Adam Cole's promo. That was my best, but yeah, um, no, the world be title, the 24 seven, uh, world title, not being on the show gonna kill you do it uh let me guess cameron fucking grimes yes it was i mean it was funny the first one it sucked man like i'll i'll admit i laughed at the first one i had a chuckle and that should have been it it should have been the last that should have been it it should have he failed at it and went well how do i make this better and then moved on like come back next week when you and continue out, you to mess something. it up or, or yeah like do these three segments across three weeks and i would have laughed and they might have been segment of the week i didn't i didn't need three in one show it sucked and i'm i'm giving two others so one is is you know nobody's fault but it sucked the technical issue uh completely cut i'd off. love to know what happened yeah uh completely cutting off zoe stark's promo because she was actually giving a really decent promo going into this match and the technical issue killed it which like i said like that's not on the performers or anything it was a technical issue whoever fucked it up or if it was like an uncontrollable thing which it happened power surge whatever you retribution know. decided they wanted to attack my other worst <laughs> you killed that my other worst <laughs> of the night was three fucking segments of regal going where's carrie or no where's santos if he's not there by the end of the fucking night, strip him of the title and finish it. 
You don't need to walk out of the fucking arena three times. And then when he did show up, we didn't see Regal anywhere. I guess because Regal was content. Like, it, it was fucking stupid. It, it was a bit stupid. But, anyways, moving on here. Uh, obviously, we go into our prediction shoot-off. You know, we got SmackDown coming up to finish off the week. Um, any predictions going forward? Any kind of bold things? Anything at all. Roman Reigns writes Edge off for a while. Sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to hold that back, but that just makes me want to die. Roman Reigns writes off Edge until Fastlane. Calling it. Does Roman defend his title at Fastlane? Hell no. Okay, I just figured I'd ask. <laughs> um, we begin does Miz? No, because it'll be Bobby. <laughs> um, we start setting up for Roman Reigns and the Usos, both of them, against Owen, Cesaro, and Brian at Fastlane. Six-man tag. That'll be the match at Fastlane. And then we're going to get Owens, Brian, Cesaro for some ungodly reason at Mania. Not saying like it's a bad thing. Those three guys just in a match for the hell of it, I would totally kill for. But the thing is, we're... My brain has an issue, has an idea. I'm, I'm listening. I know. I'm dramatic pausing. Oh, well. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Owens turns on that team and joins the table <laughs> no 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 that is a terrifying thought oh, like oh it's fucking bit. horrible but I could see it happening oh god I don't like that but yeah, that that's about all I got. You got any more? Um, for SmackDown, maybe we'll finally see Big E again. Oh, we're mm. gonna get more Big E and Apollo. Ugh. No, we're gonna have Apollo come out and crown himself the Intercontinental Champion because Big E can't compete. Only if he does it with the with the commemorative title and not like a. A replica or something like and it has to look cheap and fake <laughs> the kids titles like literally the commemorative plastic ones where everything's plastic and so he puts it on his shoulder and it sits straight up <laughs> like... oh god oh well is that it for predictions for you yeah i'm just shitting on smackdown at this point hey man it's easy i don't blame you uh, hey, when they just give you a lob, like, here's a pile of shit, you just gotta <laughs> knock it out of the park. Yeah, pretty well. Um, Yeah, well, that was the show. Uh, keep an eye out as for our uh, SmackDown podcast, uh, usually Saturdays at 11, but keep an eye out. Um, and the possibility for a possible watch-along tomorrow night for SmackDown here on our Twitch. Possibly. Uh, if anybody wants to join, but follow our Twitter uh, to uh, just keep up to date with all of that. We will we will post and and let you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. And going on with our Twitter there, we usually use Twitter and basic um, dirt sheets to find our new segments. Mm -hmm. So if you guys were to tweet us out and uh, any news that you guys hear and stuff like that, it would really help us out because we'll be able to make our new segments a lot um, smoother and flow a lot better and actually probably some more news in them instead of just like, this person said this about this. Like, <laughs> yeah so uh but with all that being said uh our twitter uh, our twitter you can find through our link tree as well as you can find out uh everything else walking the ropes as we say at the top of the show through link tree uh all the podcast platforms that we're available on if you do not watch us live um uh and if you weren't aware that we are live we stream these live on our twitch which is through our link tree uh, as well as uh, all the ways to support us, follow us, everything in between. So, uh, with that being said, uh, thank you everybody for tuning into this edition of Walking the Ropes, and we will be back uh, soon. <laughs> yeah, soon for something. We'll, we'll so. see you whenever we see you. <laughs> Love these outros. We're great at them. We're doing fantastic. <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll see you. <laughs>